We're talking hockey. Ronzi and Rupp are talking hockey. Teams are making moves. Hello and welcome to That's mm. Hockey Talk. It's a beautiful night for talking hockey on the internet. I am your host, Nick Moraldo. That beautiful voice you just heard, our pal, the pals, our north of the border friend, at Bubba Gumpino. Gumpy, how you doing, brother? All is well after a 4 nothing drubbing by the Toronto Oof. Maple Buds. Ooh, Tough night me. for Texas hockey. That other voice you just heard, of course, is our resident Stanley Cup champion, our Game 7 goal-scoring hero, Mike Rupp. Rupper, how you doing, dude? I'm doing well, fellas. Um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy shit happening in the league right now, right? We got games on now, but... I'm sure you're going to get to it right now. There's been breaking uh, trades left and right. Things are finally starting to heat up for the deadline come Monday. It's good. Is there going to be anybody left at this point? Stuff's going down today. Literally, as we were clicking go live on this show, stuff started coming through. We got Callie Yarncrook heading from Seattle to Calgary. Calgary beefing up the Flames, kind of trying to strengthen that middle six part of their lineup. Uh, And the big news, who is going to be one of the most coveted defensemen on the market, uh, ben Chirot from Montreal looks like he's going to Florida. We're waiting on the return Ooh, to see. It's a good get. It is. It's, and Rupper came on Pat show earlier today, and we kind of previewed the trade deadline a little bit, just some casual conversation about it. And as we were talking then, a trade book broke. It was Frankie Vetrano from Florida to New York. New York, obviously, with a ton of cap space, $30 million in cap space. Florida right up against it. So you kind of mentioned it, Rupper. This Vetrano trade was probably a precursor to – Florida trying to yeah. uh, add a little space to do something. Cause it's interesting. You don't see a team in Florida's position, usually dealing players like that. They usually you're buying, you're not necessarily selling, which, you know, I'm not going to call them sellers, but moving a player out. Good thinking on your part. Precursor to something bigger. Now we see it. It's Ben Sherratt going to Florida, which is a massive That's pickup for that team. Yeah. Dude, I guess it uh, so, so, sorry to cut you off. We got an absolute fucking dust up in uh, Minnesota. I see. Well, I don't see that. It's a war. It's a war. <laughs> these two guys, dude. Dude, they Duhame were throwing bombs for like a minute and a half. Duhame and Fre- uh, Trent Frederick. I'm, I'm just seeing the names. I don't see it. Oh, were they Fredericks. chucking them? Holy shit. It was like a minute long. When I went like this, that's when it started. It fucking just ended, dude. I'm sorry. Wow. Hey, Frederick no. is not scared. No, I didn't know that Duhame had that in him. So I'm interested to see this thing now. But uh that yeah, that Trent Frederick, remember, he he kind of like he he has some game in him too. But remember, he was that the big one that stepped up with Tom Wilson, right? And that was oh, kind yeah, of like yeah. his coming out party. So uh Trent Frederick can certainly handle himself. We'll get that video up and I'm gonna check this out soon, but yeah, man. No, uh, in re- in regards to Sherat to Florida, I mean, Florida, if they had one thing that I think they needed to tighten up, they needed to add on the back end. And the Ben Sherat, and we talked about it on the show, and it's been all over the NHL, where like Ben Sherat's that big stay at home, mean defenseman. He's a he mean play, so bitch. Yeah, he could play top four, but. Um, you know, he could slide near fifth, sixth defense spot too. And, and, uh, we saw what he did in Montreal when they took them to the finals, right? When, when he was, uh, he was a beast, he was an absolute beast in those playoffs. So, uh, this team who already has a little bit of everything, just got a little bit more and Ben Schrott and that, and that's a guy through this trade deadline talk. Are there better players, more talented players that are been rumored to be absolutely, but he's like, he his price range makes him available for everybody. 
So I think that there's been the most phone calls on on Ben Sherratt. So I'm interested to see who's uh, what the return is for for Montreal. That's why I think they're sitting in. Remember, they sat him out. They sat yeah. him out last game. They didn't want him to get injured. So we'll see if we can get the return coming up here in a in a few minutes and find out and, if Montreal got a good return or not. And Rupper's not going to say it, but he absolutely forced the Sharks' hand today and uh, got got uh, Thomas Hurdle a new deal. So, Rupper, well Rupper did put Tomas Hurdle's name on blast out there as a potential <laughs> candidate to get moved and then uh, linking him to the Bruins. I think he got a lot of Bruins fans excited. And then, what, a mere couple hours later, he signs a massive monster deal, eight years, eight billion per yeah. So good for Tomas sticking around in uh, San Jose. Hey, not a bad place to stick around. The team may not be what they once were, but San Jose or Boston? What are you saying? I'm saying keep me in the Bay. Keep me in San Jose. Yeah, no, I agree with that. But I didn't know if they'd be able to. I know they wanted to. There was no question that they, if they wanted him or not. It's they, they have, what is it? Like uh, off the top of my head, I think they've got between Carlson, um, Vlasic and Burns. I mean, they got like twenty some million tied up in those three guys, and all of them were kind of underachieving, right? So they're and they're they're strapped with these kind of bad deals, and so I didn't know if they have so you know maybe there's gonna there's probably gonna be an issue down the road where they're gonna have to be creative to unload more money to to do more things with the roster, but that's a guy they couldn't really afford to lose, and they didn't. So uh, there's a lot of Eastern Conference teams that are pissed off right now that they can't get him boston being one we heard him i mean i thought he'd be an unbelievable fit for the new york rangers um i don't think pittsburgh would be able to fit him in but if he if they could it would be unbelievable but none of that's going to happen now uh he's a san jose shark well uh you mentioned the rangers and let's not wait any longer because i see he is ready to go so let's get to it. our guest is getting ready to join us uh ladies and gentlemen get ready because this is gonna be an awesome conversation with an awesome human being this man played goaltender in the nhl for so many years he was a stud he played in buffalo he played for the rangers he played for the islanders he's one of the only men walking this earth to be to be able to say that that he's played for every team in the state of new york uh, he spent some time with the Flyers too. I'm not going to hold it against him. We still love him for it. You see him on, you've seen him on TSN. You see him on NHL Network. You hear him on NHL Network on the radio. He covers games for the Sabres, ladies and gentlemen. Legendary goaltender Martin Baron. Marty, thanks for joining us, sir. Uh, happy to join you guys. And if Rupper says he forced the uh, San Jose's hand on the Tomas Hurdle deal, well, I gave Tomas Hurdle a platform years ago. What it feels like. <laughs> Oh like yeah, 20 years ago, but that was when Hurdle scored his fourth goal, the one between the legs. Oh. That was on me. And a couple of weeks <laughs> later, I said, you know what? I'm not good anymore. I'm going to retire now because I'm done with this stuff. So, uh, yeah. So maybe there should be a percentage of that 60, whatever, 67, $68 million that should come my way. Shit, Marty, I, dude, I forgot. We should have, boys, <laughs> I should have recognized that. We should have said that's a bad word on this podcast right now is Tomas Hurdle. Marty sent you in uh, into free fall. No, they, what would, hey, take us through that, that night. I remember, so, I remember I'll tell you through the night because the night was pretty incredible. So I hadn't played yet this year. So that was the 2013-14 season. The, John Tortorella got fired after the 12-13 season. So... Uh, that was a shortened season with the lockout. We lose to Boston in the playoffs. So I haven't played yet that season, right? The, the training camp was a mess. We went all the way to uh, Calgary and Banff and had a, a golf tournament out there throughout training camp. And then we came back home, went out to Arizona and did the West Coast thing. 
And so I'm in San Jose and I'm sitting in the corner because the backup goaltender in San Jose is not on the bench. There's not enough room. So I'm sitting in the corner and I'm being moved around because the camera guy goes, you can't sit here, you can't sit there. I remember stepping on metal. I'm like, this is <laughs> like just brutal. And Rupper, if you remember, I put like a, a crap ton of, of, of tape around my ankles. Oh, so, yeah. so for me to get my skates like off and sharpen and back on took forever. And it was a lot of effort. So I'm like, I don't need to worry about this. I'm not playing tonight. So then it's like, I believe it was early in the second period or maybe late enough. Yeah, it was early in the second period. It was, a, a, it was at the opposite end. Um, you know, we give up a goal. Lundqvist gives up a goal. I see Vigneault on the bench kind of waving me in. And I stepped on the ice and literally, like, I had no edge. Like, it was just gone, right? So so I go to the net. Then the first commercial break, I go to the bench. No. And Cass, our trainer, is, like, trying to sweet stick my, my blades. And now they're too sharp. I can barely move. And, uh, you know, it was just a mess, right? But nobody knows that. But I'm like, this is not, like, NHL. Like, in the NHL, I should have been able to. To take my skates off, get in sharpen, and go. And now t- today, I would have just popped the blade up, put a new blade in. It would have been fine. So anyway, I give up a weird goal, give up a couple of goals. We go in the, in the second intermission. I get my skate sharpened, come back on the ice for the third period. By that point, hurdles get three. We're down, I don't know, eight to two, I believe. Oof. I don't know what it was. And then he comes in and pulls the, well, what we call the Merrick Malik, right? Because Merrick Malik yeah. scored that goal in the shootout with the Rangers against Olaf Kolzig back in, what was it, the 05-06 season, I think. So he comes in and pulls the move and celebrates like he had just won the Stanley Cup. And at the time, there's a part of me that was like, uh, like, uh, I'm angry, but I'm like, well, yeah, there was guys that kind of went after him. He couldn't skate with his damn blades, Robert. I couldn't couldn't really (laughs) skate after him, but. I'm just, I'm miserable right now. Like, this is not a good start to my season. And I should have just made the save. I'm like, this this is going to be, like, just on all the highlight reels and whatnot. And then I know it was Joe Thornton, I believe Logan Couture or whatnot. They reached over the boards and talked to some of our guys and says, don't worry, guys, he's not going to be back on the ice. Like, they understood that it was a little disrespectful for 2013. Move nine years ahead, and it's like, no disrespect, like the skills, you know, of the of the young players, like show them. If you've got them, flaunt them. And I should have just made the save and moved on. But then I started the game in St. Louis uh, a few days later, did not go well. And then after that, I said, I'm done. That's it. Like, I just, I, I can't not play enough. this game anymore. So I went home and call it a career. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. That's, I, I totally forgot about that. But hey, now you just remind me of something else, too. I think that four goal game at MSG for Tomas Hurdle, and you mentioned Joe Thornton. Isn't that when he came out with his infamous comments about? No, what he because would do? that was, that was actually in San Jose. But the, uh, the infamous comment of Joe what was Thornton. That regard to? Uh, I don't remember. Are you I sure? I thought, it was, I thought it was the Hurdle four goals. No, it was some other things that that happened between the two. I think it was a year or two later. I wasn't there, but uh, I know I remember reading about it. We were just talking about it the other day, and again, I'm getting older, so my brain kind of fries on some <laughs> of the uh, the details of of stories I wasn't in, uh, but all the stories that I took part of. You know, I ran into rapper the other day, Ryan Carter. Um, that uh, you know, he was covering the Minnesota Wild. The Wild were in yeah. Buffalo. I get in the elevator. I'm like, ah. Oh. 
I remember you. I, I remember the face off uh, the New Jersey Rangers brawl. And, uh, you know, they had Cam Jansen and him and Eric Bolton on the ice. We started yeah. used to Bickle and uh, Brendan Prost. And it was what a great night that was again. So there were some fun nights, definitely. Yeah, I ran in, I ran into Cartsy in uh, Minnesota on Sunday, too. So yeah. uh, great dude. Great dude. Um, you know, it's uh, I got a, I got a funny story for you guys on Marty. So Marty and I, um, Marty was, when I signed with the Rangers, Marty was one of the first guys to welcome me on board. And he was awesome. And, uh, you know, great friend then. And, and now, and, uh, I remember, you remember Marty when I got you confused with another Marty, uh, in oh, Edmonton? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, we're out in Edmonton and I, th- I don't remember if we were going to see a movie or going out uh, to dinner. We were going to see we- a movie. Yep. We we're going to see a movie and in, in Edmonton. So we're at the hotel there. And and we're supposed to meet downstairs, right? And like, say, uh, Marty, we, we're standing there. I'm like, we'd go up and change, and they're gonna come downstairs. We'll meet you in. Uh, I'll meet you in 20 minutes, and we'll go to this movie. And uh, so I go upstairs, change. I come down. I'm like, dude, I need a coffee. I gotta wake up. So there's a Tim Hortons right down the street. So I start walking to Tim Hortons. I'm like, I don't want Marty to come down here. It's like one, you know. I'm like, I don't want Marty to come down here waiting for me. So I just pick up my phone and I type in. You know how when you search in your phone, like I just put Marty. I put Marty B and so Marty B comes up and I dial it and the phone rings and it rings like three, four times in the, and it answers and someone, you know, Marty's clearly sleeping. Like he's sleeping. And I hear hello. I'm like, Marty, what's up, dude? Hey, I just, I just went, I just went to, I'm walking to Tim Hortons. I'll meet you back in the lobby and we'll go to, uh, we'll go to the movie. I, I need to get a coffee and just silent for a second. And he's like, Rupper. I'm like, yeah, yeah. He goes, he goes, all right, do you, this is Marty. I go, yeah, I fucking know it's Marty. <laughs> and he goes, no, I, do you think you're calling Marty Baron? And I'm like, what do you mean? And he goes, I'm like, Marty, fuck off. Like, I'll be back in a few minutes. And he goes, this is Marty Berdor. And I'm like, oh, no, you woke up, bro. <laughs> I woke him up. I woke him up from it. I woke him up from his pregame nap for the Devils. And I was like, oh, and it was just like this weird moment. I'm sitting there, and, and he's like, it's Marty, it's Marty Berdour. I'm like, fuck off. And then I, then it dawned on me, like, no offense, Marty, but you got kind of a distinguished, like a very distinguishable voice. Yeah. And I'm like, actually, this guy doesn't sound French at all. And I'm like, I'm like, and I'm like sitting there, I'm like, oh, cool. I'm like, so hope you're well, bud. You good? And he's like, yeah, I'm just sleeping. I'm like, all right, man, take care. And I talk off. I'm like, what the fuck was that? So it was, uh, it was always funny. I had to change in my phone. I already, I had two Marty B's and I chose the wrong one there. But, uh, hey. Um, you know, I, any stories, right, to tell everybody that you have Marty Brodeur on speed dial. Like, that is, that is excellent. I love it. <laughs> uh, you know what? I want to get into Buffalo Sabres. We could talk yep. a lot of things, trade deadline. But this Sabres team over the last week have been in the news there's been some things um i like your input on it uh and i and, and we'll kind of circle back on and, and come full circle them I, I love what i'm seeing out of this group I, I absolutely love it and uh this is the first time probably in a while and that i feel really optimistic about where this franchise is going and where this team's going but i want to start i want to start with last thursday and jack okay. eichel's return okay i remember thinking i'm like how is this going to be how is the response going to be and you can hear the booze and all that and 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 i'll say this and i want to know what you think because you are covering them all the time um you've been involved with that organization for a long time post game comes right the vegas loses 
Uh, they put the they put his uh, video tribute on the board, and mm-hmm. he's met with some booze, and mm-hmm. that's fine with, in my opinion. Like fans can express those things, and the, the one thing that drives me nuts though is like a lot of people are like, oh, well, this franchise has been X, Y, and Z and hasn't done this. This guy's given everything. I, I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, that this all this stuff that it got real sticky with the neck surgery. That's one thing, but I'm pretty sure he asked for a trade the year before. So it's like he wanted out and Buffalo's a proud city. Some that it it might be the greatest fan base in North America and they weren't happy about it. And Jack's post game comments to me sounded like an absolute baby, absolute baby. It was a bad look. And uh, I don't know, man, where are you on, on, on what went down there? And, so, and, and do you think he deserved that? I'll, I'll say this. It, yeah, it did not look good on Jack Heichel after the game. But I'll say two things. One, I think he was not well prepared by the Vegas PR. I don't know. Maybe they did prepare him or not. But the day leading up to it and then the morning skate, Jack is like, oh, I'm sure I'm going to get a really good uh, reception. I hope I do anyway. I hope people remember the good things and this, that, the other thing. And I'm thinking – there's no way you're getting a good reception. You held this, like, team, you held this team hostage. Why would they? They haven't made the playoffs in 11 years. You were the second yeah. overall pick after Connor McDavid, and Never you were supposed to, to put him on, on a pedestal, and it hasn't worked. So I'm like, what, what's going to happen? And I said it to everybody. They're going to boo Jack Eichel, the hockey player, every time he touches the puck. He'll become the number one villain. Yep. He's probably coming into Buffalo only once a year with Vegas. They're going to buy tickets. They want to go and boo him. But when they put his video tribute on the Jumbotron, people are going to stand and applaud him, and they did, and that was good. And then as soon as he touches the puck again, he gets booed. So I felt like he was not well prepared for what was to happen. And on top of that, you 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 add on the disappointment of losing, the struggling uh, of the Vegas Golden Knights, him uh, since returning, not having any success really collectively. He's had some personal success. He scored a few goals, whatnot, and some points. But I just don't know that he's handled to really uh, – uh, I don't know that he's equipped to handle that. Like he's never really had a lot of uh, either obstacles in his in his hockey career. I mean he was always a stud and always will be. And now he had some in Buffalo and then he's having some in Vegas. So I just don't know that he was prepared. That's the first thing. The number two thing is that he wasn't even supposed to talk to the media post game. Like the Vegas PR wasn't going to make him available. And then there's a few of the Buffalo media that really made us think about it and were like, just this is unacceptable. He has to talk. And and so they, they brought him out. And at the same time, you have to also understand if you bring a guy out, you you know if he's heated or not heated. And Jack Eichel was heated coming out. He probably didn't want to talk to anybody. And then they said, hey, you got to come out now. And so he's coming out already heated. And they start asking him questions. And he, he just, you know, he got caught up in a moment. And does he, yeah. does he probably regret it? I'm not sure if he regrets it. But, you know, I haven't asked him. But he was on edge. I, I saw him by the locker room the morning of. I asked him a few questions about how he's doing and this, that, the other thing or whatnot. And you could feel he was on edge. Um, so I wasn't surprised that that came out like that because, I mean, he just – he was not a happy camper and it just did not come across really well. And the fans in Buffalo now, I mean, they take they take it to social media and they're like, well, we knew he was a baby. We knew the body language. He's showing his true colors. I, I don't know that it's to that extent, 
and I don't want to crap on a guy just because he lost a game in Buffalo and had a bad post-game conference, but I still think he's one of the best players in the NHL. Definitely a top 10, could be a top five guy, but these moments really uh, don't make no. you look good, and that has to change. It's not going to get any easier. He just set himself up for the rest of his career when he comes in Buffalo for it to be even worse. Um, they used to hate Tom that. Brady here in Buffalo with all the wins with the New England Patriots. <laughs> now Jack Eichel is the number one villain. Uh, I know Brady's <laughs> unretired, and it doesn't matter. He's playing the NFC. But, I mean, to have Jack Eichel as a bigger villain than Tom Brady in Buffalo now, I mean, that's a pretty uh, big step. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it, you know what? That's the other, the other thing, too, that you said there, and I agree with you. I mean, here's the thing with Jack Eichel. When he's always going to be linked with Connor McDavid, one, two in the draft. Connor's career started, I mean, I don't want to say started off. He's been great the whole time, but he started off and just shot up, right? And he was exceptionally a better player than Jack Eichel for a while. And then over the last number of years, the last couple of years, uh, when Jack was healthy, he closed that gap. Is he, he didn't, he, you know, he didn't, he's not to Connor's level, but he made that gap a little closer. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, when this trade went down, I'm like, okay, here we go. These guys are in the same division now. This is going to be a cool storyline moving forward. And I agree. I think that he can be a top five player in this league. But what I also know now is this Vegas Golden Knights team, they're dying a slow death right now. I mean, they are. It's not good. And when he's back, he's back, he's playing, he's played 15, 16 games. Here's your stage, Jack, do something with it. I mean, you know what I mean? That you want to, he has nobody with him though. And that's tough. And he puts it on his shoulders. But hold on, who did he like, he still, he still put up points in Buffalo and he didn't have anybody with him. And you're you're right, but it, I mean, he did have Sam Reinhardt at some point. He and Evander Kane had some good chemistry and whatnot, and we can go and revisit that. But here's the thing: 2019-20, the pandemic uh, ends the season in March. Jack Eichel at 38 goals, I believe. He was on pace for well over 40, probably even 45, maybe closing in on 50 if he gets hot. And after that season. So the Sabres fired Jason Bottrell, bring in Kevin Adams. Kevin has a meeting with Jack Eichel, apparently, and this is all in the interview with Jack and Elliot Friedman. And Elliot asked Jack, and he said, so you have a meeting with Kevin Adams. What happened? And he said, well, Kevin explained that maybe they were going to rebuild or whatever, and I didn't want to be a part of a rebuild, so I kind of asked politely to say if there's a better fit for me somewhere else. So that's before all the neck issue. That's before all of it. And the fans here in Buffalo, they're smart. They get it. They understand it. And, you know, they'll embrace you if you want to be here. You know, like look at, I'm saying the Bills, the Buffalo Bills, look at how they embrace Josh Allen. He wants Mm -hmm. to be here. He wants to play in the snow. He wants to crash through tables. He wants to do everything. Jack wanted to be out. And the fans are going to say, you wanted to be out? Then boo you. And that's really what happened. Yeah. Marty Vegas might need you to bring those pads back out and sharpen those skates up and get in between the pipes. They're hurting in net. Yeah, they are hurting. And obviously, I mean, Rupper, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury will well. And there's rumors a month ago that maybe a, you know, Fleury to Vegas could go. And then it kind of got squashed a little bit. I mean, I don't think Fleury is going anywhere. But you look at the Vegas team from two, three seasons ago when they went to the finals or whatnot and what they are now. I cannot understand how this was supposed to be a, uh, you know, an expansion team that was going to slowly build up. And all of a sudden they got good right away. They go to the finals, they go to conference finals the next year 
and the team has completely changed. And you had some really good players that you moved away from, first-round picks that you moved away from. And, you know, Marc-Henri Fleury was a big part of their success. They went they Massive. went away from him. I totally understand. They felt like Leonard maybe gave him a better chance. They liked him better. I don't know why. You know, Robin's a good goaltender, but Marc-Andre Fleury was elite. He's a Vesna Trophy winner. I mean, that's elite. And they let him go. I don't get it. And now you're right. Like, is Leonard going to be playing? Now it's a lower butt injury. It was an upper butt injury before. Laurent Brassois, obviously, is a backup. He can give you some good games, but not over a long stretch. Uh, Vegas is already in money trouble. They can't go and, and acquire a goaltender. So... It is what it is. I mean, they're hanging on for their life right now, and they've got Winnipeg, Dallas. Um, they got uh, Vancouver coming right behind them. And this will be uh, very, very stressful for them. You know what? I, you, We just talked. Uh, I didn't want all the Sabre talk to be around Jack Eichel because there's a lot of really good things going on. Yes. So just, I want to double back to Hey, real, real quick, quick, Rupper, on that note, yeah. the, I watched the uh, Alex Tuck give a – I don't know if it was a press conference or just him talking to the media the other day. Man, he was so fired up and excited to be in Buffalo and talk about being a Sabre. That was awesome to watch. Yeah, him Alex Tuck is a, is a huge part. So I got to know Alex a few years back. He came back to Buffalo for a charity event, uh, and uh, we played a, a charity game. And I was like, dude, this guy's huge, and he can skate, and he's strong, and I'd love him in a Buffalo Sabres uniform. Just to yeah. find out, he grew up next door to Tim Conley in Syracuse. So Tim Conley's house, his parents, Tim Conley's parents' house and Alex Tuck's parents' house are still basically next door to one another. They barely, they almost share a driveway, right? So he grew up a Sabres fan because he was a fan of Tim Conley. And playing for Buffalo, obviously you move on from Vegas and Vegas was so competitive and it is Las Vegas. It's a great place to live. And you come to Buffalo and you may think, wow, he's not going to be happy. He came in. Huge smile, loves it here. He just got engaged the other day. Um, he wants to, he, this is going to be his life. He wants it to be in Buffalo. And Kevin Adams, the GM, has said, we want people that want to be here. Yeah. And they just released, uh, they have a, um, uh, on the Sabres YouTube channel, they have this call, this thing called Embedded. And it's basically a behind the scene that our video uh, production people put together. And they did one on Tage Thompson and Peyton Krebs today. And Tage Thompson says the same thing. His wife said the same thing. Like, we see ourselves living here for a long time. Peyton awesome. Krebs is like, I love Buffalo. I love the snow. I love the people. And it's not just those two. It's Rasmus Dahlin. And it's going to be Owen Power coming in. Uh, and it's Calo Poso, who's a great veteran leader that stays yeah. here in Buffalo all season long. Now, all year long, he's here. He doesn't go back home or Minnesota or whatnot in the summertime. He stays here in Buffalo. And I really think this group of players that they've put together is going to be something to watch in the next yeah. few years. Is it next year? I don't know. Maybe they, they make it interesting next year. But I think give them two, three years, it's going to be something special. Yeah. No, man. It's uh, it's awesome. It's awesome to see that. And, um, you know, it kind of just leads into you know, Alex Tuck is a huge piece, right? And, and oh, you yeah. just mentioned that. Um, but you know, going to the Her even the Heritage Classic, uh, and you know, I'm sure you were you there, Marty, or did yeah, you I actually there? went as a. We weren't working it because it was a TNT game, right? So um, yeah. I had some NHL alumni uh, association duty. I had to meet some sponsors, guys from SAP that are big NHL sponsors. 
but my son and his hockey team and a bunch of other junior Sabres players were all like basically first row along the sideline. Like we could barely see the action. We were watching it on the Jumbotron. It was worse than watching it on your phone. Uh, but I mean, it was fun. It was, it was exciting. I ran into Dylan Cousins' mom and dad, and they, you know, they're from Whitehorse. I mean, that's that's about as far north as you can go. Alaska is right over the next next to uh, uh, the Yukon. So he's, um, you know, I ran into them. I ran into a lot of Sabers fans there. It it was awesome. But I love the Sabers, their team. So I don't know if you guys saw, but they, you know, the the thing to do now is you go to these outdoor games you dress up right like the uh, uh the st louis blues in minnesota they were beach attire it's cold in minnesota they came out in yeah. speedos and beach towels the the denim versus the letter at the uh, stadium series in nashville so the sabers came out in the flint tropics basketball uniforms yeah, hell yeah. and right away what i thought is these guys want to have fun and these guys want to win this game because they understand that for Buffalo fans, it hasn't been easy this year, but playing the Maple Leafs in a big showcase game like this is your mega bowl. And that's what it was. <laughs> you know, the Flint Tropics mega bowl, Flint, Michigan mega bowl in the movie oh. semi-pro. That's like what it was for this group. And that's amazing. Look, they won. So everybody's laughing, but I still believe that if they had lost that game, I love how they came about to doing it. And everybody bought in because, they're a good group of kids. Yeah. There's some older guys, but uh, they all stick together, and that's great. Yeah, you had Dylan Cousins in that game uh, yeah. after the Austin Matthews incident with Rasmus Dahlin. Takes a run, and I, I love this so much. Takes a run at uh, Austin Matthews and yeah. creates a little bit of a, a dust up there. And um, I, I remember seeing uh, on Twitter people were showing, so what, he got a 10, right? He got ejected. And yep. he went outside, and he's standing along the glass as the game's ending. Um, and he's like, you know, high-fiving through the glass with his teammates. And it, it's like it, everything I'm feeling watching this team right now with the big win versus Vegas, a couple big wins against the Leafs, which will probably galvanize. you. you played for the Sabres, you would know that. Probably galvanizes them more than any other game would. Now, all of a sudden, I'm like, you're right. These guys are they're fucking playing for each other. Yeah. Like, they're playing for each other. And they look like... I mean, they've got some pieces. Even Peyton Krebs. Peyton Krebs. I don't know if the Peyton Krebs have a point in 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 Vegas. He's he's their first round pick. He comes here now. He scores two in that game. Yeah. He's looking like he's going to become a player. I just think that this uh, this again. I'm not saying this team could never win with Jack. I don't want to get back into Jack conversation. But you, when you get a group of players that want to be in one place and play for each other, man, you could. It's like you, you skyrocket. And for our, we have a lot of fans on here, Marty, that are. Um, uh, we have a lot of diehards. But we have a lot of casual fans too. And so for the casual fans, Buffalo's market in the NHL right. is any national televised game, playoff games, whatever. No matter if the Stanley Cup finals are, um, you know, Tampa and, uh, you know, uh, pick another uh, Dallas. Like last year was Tampa, game. Montreal. Let's go Tampa, yeah. Montreal. Let's go Tampa, Montreal. Hey, that's uh, Guppy, 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 Dallas. So I didn't want to bring that back. But, uh, so, but, but the point being is Buffalo always owns the TV market. They have the always, most viewership. Every year. Every nationally televised. And the thing is that we talked about before, the team hasn't been good forever. 
like in a long time. So the yeah. fact they have that, if this team can start gaining some momentum, man, it's going to be fun stuff in Buffalo. Yeah, you talked about Peyton Krebs, right? So we had Don Granado on our podcast um, yesterday, and he talked about how he laid into Peyton Krebs during the Heritage Classic. And he was like, you're passing too much. Shoot the puck. Shoot the puck. And he's like, I laid into him. But he, I know that he, Don Granado, number one, is amazing. Um, you know, he came from the U.S. development program and college. And, you know, the developing aspect is, is so intriguing to him. And he loves it. But he's part psychologist. He goes, I know I could push Peyton Krebs. I know I can lay into him and, and he could take it and it was going to be a response. And I think he's figuring out everybody and he's getting the best out of most of them right now. There's still a couple of guys that are lagging and you want them to join along. But, you know, they, they got they got a prospect in, in Rochester named Jack Quinn. He's going to be a player. J.J. Paterka is going to be a player. I mean, there's so many good pieces to that. I really think that Don Granado is a part of their success and why they're having so much success. But the biggest thing too, is this year they've taken a step back, a step forward, two steps forward, and then they go on, they take four or five steps back and then they have to rebuild again. So hopefully I'm saying, hopefully the Vegas, the Toronto game. Now they're in Edmonton tomorrow, Calgary, Friday, Vancouver, Sunday, the trade deadline Monday. I mean, they got Pittsburgh next Wednesday. They, there's some games coming up that are like, it's going to test you. If you yeah. thought that you had it and you're like, oh, we're good. We just won the Heritage Classic. We were like, listen, it's not over. And that, that for me, is what is intriguing about this group is seeing how they respond. Uh, it may not happen tomorrow night in, in Edmonton, but how do you respond from that in Calgary? And so I, that's what has been fun in my job is people are like, do you, do you hate it? Like they lose a lot. And I mean, this is years five or six for me doing the uh, the studio work with the Sabres. And they're like, they never make the playoffs. They lose a lot. Well, you know what? There's other things to look for. I love the game of hockey. I'd be watching the games anyway, so might as well talk about it. But now they give me something to be excited about. Yeah. Uh, Marty, looking back on your career a little bit, um, just looking at some highlights, you went out uh, basically out the center ice, and you met Ray Emery one on one. What was what the hell were you thinking? What was going through <laughs> your mind? Oh, I forgot though. Let me say you forgot his nickname was Sugar Ray. So just just yeah. so people get some background, Sugar Ray Emery. You met him out at center ice. You crazy I used to laugh kid. because I, one day I went and weighed myself with my full goalie equipment. And when I was at the peak of my physical specimen shape, um, I was about 175 pounds, right? So I'd with weigh the myself. Gear on. I'd, with the gear on, I'd be 225, 215 okay, to 225, okay. depending. And I'm like, Ray is 230, like no gear on, right? So Butt-ass like, naked. Butt-ass naked. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm not in the right weight class. Like I'm fighting <laughs> up three or four classes. But anyway, I always thought I was going to get in a fight in the NHL and I was going to be the one that was going to get the lucky punch. I remember watching Felix Podvan <laughs> go after Ron Extall and Felix just getting a couple of rights in there. Yeah. And Ron Extall is bleeding and whatever. Now, at the time, I didn't know that Felix Podvan grew up like his dad was biker, like gang type stuff. And Felix would have like street <laughs> fights all the time. So I'm like, the guy has gotten in many fights in his career or in his life. Now, I think I'll get lucky. I'll be like the Felix Podvan against Ron Extall, I'll get a few lucky punches in there and I'll knock somebody out. So I always not look for a fight, but I always welcome that if it. it's presenting itself, I'll get into one. So now, you know, this is 
0607 with the Buffalo Sabres. And we've had a bunch of injuries the last few games. We lost a few of our key players. And then we play Ottawa, which was always a rival of us. And we played them at home. Now, the year before, we beat them in the second round on Jason Pominville overtime goal. So it's always a big rivalry. Chris Drury gets absolutely elbowed yeah. in the face by Chris Neal late. Yeah. It would have been a 15-game suspension yeah, at minimum bad. right now, right? Chris yeah. Neal was, you know, he was a tough guy, dirty player, but he played the game tough and whatnot. And he was a, a hero in, in, in Ottawa for what he did. Fan loved him. But he And I was at the other end of the ice, and I saw Neal come in with the elbow and boom, right in the face of Chris Drury. So our captain, our co-captain, is laying concussed on the ice. And... We're at home, so we get to put our, our players on the ice last, right? So I see Ottawa. Brian Murray puts out Mike Comrie, Jason Spezza, and Dan Heatley. And Lenny Ruff Peter. responds with Admir, Andrew Peters, and Pat Coletta, which was his first <laughs> NHL game, by the way. So Pat Coletta is – He's a Buffalo kid too, right? Buffalo kid. The day before in his town – in his hometown um, – the town of Eden and, and Angola outside of Buffalo, they gave him the key to the city, the key to the, the town oh, or whatnot. Amazing. It was a whole big thing. Pat Caletta is going to play. They call it Pat Caletta Day. So <laughs> we're on Pat Caletta Day, and he's playing, <laughs> and he's on the ice. And yeah. I know at that point what's going to happen. I know this is going to be a five-on-five -five brawl. I've got my glove loosened up. I'm already, <laughs> like, taking my blocker out. Puck drops. Peters goes after Heatley. Everything happens. Now it's a dance, right? And I look at the other end, and Ray is not going to back down from any fight. So he comes to center ice. I meet him on center ice, take my mask off. He takes his mask off, and he's laughing. He's laughing like he's about to, to eat on a prey, like he's that predator that's gonna about to jump on that gazelle, right? He's like, I'm going to just chomp on this guy. So I circle around, circle around, and I grab – and Rupper, I wish you'd have been my teammate back then because you, you and I would have wrestled in practice. And I grabbed with my right hand in front of me on his left shoulder, which eventually opened up his right hand to just go and wail on me. So now I'm like, oh, no, I didn't grab the right hand. I'm <laughs> trying to get away from all these punches. He didn't hit me over here, nothing in the face. He caught me in the back of the head because I turned my head. I had like one of those Fred Flingstone bumps for like weeks, literally, like it was so painful. So we fell down on the ice and then I like, he's like, let's get back up and do it again. I'm like, sure. What? So I push him. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm like, like literally I'm into it. You should pretend, you should pretend you're sleeping. Should pretend no, no, no. Like, I'm like, let's do it again. And he's like, let's get back up. So I kind of trip him a little bit. He falls down. We both get up and I'm looking at him. And all of a sudden Ray looks over and Andrew Peters coming over. And Ray kind of looked at me and was like, I'm done with you. Get out of here. I'm fighting this guy. <laughs> so Ray ended up, yeah, he, he ends up fighting, fighting Andrew Petey Peters. Too. He's loving to fight Petey. Like, and Ray actually got a two minutes for leaving his crease, a five minute for fighting, a five minute for fighting, a 10 minute misconduct for being second fight, and a game misconduct. Add that up, there's 32 minutes right there for Ray Emery in a matter of a few seconds. So, um, yeah, and then. Uh, that was, believe it or not, my last game in Buffalo. I got traded no. a few days later to Philadelphia. No, it off. So my brother, Big Matthew, was who was playing, who played in the NHL, but he was playing at, in Hamilton at the time. After the game, he goes, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "What do you mean? What am I doing? I'm gonna fight him. I'm gonna go. Like it's a team thing. I'm sticking with my teammates." <laughs> he goes, team. "Well, if you're gonna fight him, 
like grab his his right hand. Like don't fight as a lefty. Come in as a righty. Grab his arm and then try to at least be that. I like never occurred Marty, to me. You, I had no you, idea. Are you a lefty, Marty? <laughs> I'm a right-handed person. I don't know why I grabbed it. <laughs> <right hand. laughs> You're a you're a righty. You're a righty. You came in southpaw. Yeah, I, I don't. I didn't know how to fight. I never had worked on it. In my mind, it. it was like I'm gonna just get a lucky punch and he's gonna go down. I don't have to you worry what? about it. Honestly, Ray yes, Ray Emery, even though he's tough, even though Ray's tough as nails, and uh, he probably was thinking to himself when you came in as a lefty, he's probably like, I just got. I, I, whoa, this guy's a lefty. Like, it probably started making him think a little bit that he's really in I should have ripped a few laughs. I should have been like, literally, <laughs> I was Rocky Balboa the other way when Mickey tells him to fight righty. And then at the very end, you got to come back to the left. Like, yeah. I should have gone in lefty, toe to toe, like boom, boom, boom. And then at the oh, very wow. end, grab and just go knock down with the right. But I got I got a funny, uh, I got a Ray Emery uh, story from uh, the OHL. We were playing in the OHL, and it was an offensive zone face-off for, for my team. And okay, you're in Erie, and he's in the Sioux? Yeah. Where, where was he? Uh, did he play in Kingston also? Uh, or was I'm it just the sure. Sioux? Anyways, it was, I know it was Ray Emery because from then on, I'm like, this guy's nuts. And then he made, you know, I saw him fighting you and doing all this stuff in the NHL. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it must have been in the Sioux. Anyways, um, I lined up for an offensive zone faceoff. I was playing for the Erie Otters. And so I'm lined up on the inner part of the circle, right? So I'm probably, uh, you know, seven feet from the goal. And all of a sudden, I start hearing, like, somebody yelling, Rupper, let's go. Let's fucking go. Let's go. And I turn, I look at the defenseman next to me, and he goes, like, not me. And the other defense or the uh, the other winger there is like, not me. I and also I look and he, I see him peeking over top. And he's like, come on, give me one, give me one. Like, <laughs> I turn on him. I go, you're a fucking goalie. What are you talking about? You think I'm just gonna like? I've never heard anything like that in my life. He's trying to fight me off the draw as a goaltender, and and I'm literally like. Is this guy joking? Like, does he want me to drop the gloves and then I'm going to take a penalty and then they're going to? It was, I'm like, for the rest of the time, I'm like, are you fucking serious? He's like, I'm dead serious. Let's go. I never, <laughs> we ended up not fighting. But I'm like, this guy's crazy, dude. <laughs> so, for how crazy uh, Ray was, and I'll tell you this, I mean, he passed away a few years back and it was a tragic accident. So, about a year before his passing, the Sabres and the alumni and the radio station Buffalo WGR, they do a, a celebrity roast uh, once a year or whatnot. And they did, you know, uh, Danny Gare and they did, uh, um, uh, well, they did a bunch of other players, Bills and Sabres and whatnot. So they said, Marty, we're going to do you. And so I had a bunch of guys, Jason Woolley, JP Dumont, Danny Briere, Andrew Peters. My brother was there. A bunch of guys like roasting me. And it was awesome. It was a fun night. But they wanted Ray Emery to come in and roast me. And they're like, look, Ray, we'll pay you for your we'll pay for your time, pay for everything. And he was like, nah, I'm not sure. So I call him up and you know, I'm like, that would be so much fun. He goes, Marty, to be honest with you, like, I don't really feel comfortable coming into Buffalo and being that guy, that villain that's gonna rip on you or whatever. Like, I played the game hard. Uh, but you know, I'm at a different, different stage of my life now. And I, and I don't want people to see me as this jerk or asshole yeah. that comes in and just wants to rip on you. So, and he was, I think he was getting married that summer and he's like, I don't, I don't really want to, you know, uh, be that guy. And I was like, I totally respect it. And I, you know, and we never got to talk about it. Like I, we never got to talk about the fight. We never got to talk about what it was like, which is unfortunate. 
but that's that's how he changed um you know his his playing personality to his retirement personality he was i mean this is the guy that punches his trainer in russia right because the guy was trying to put a hat on his head and he punched his trainer in the hallway after getting pulled like he he was he was different but he had changed and that's unfortunate that he passed yeah i've i've never heard uh, a sideways thing about the guy off the ice you know you know off the ice so that that's one of the great things about hockey right like everyone uh, you could be nuts you could be this you could be that on the ice and then off the ice just heard great things from all of his teammates so uh yeah um, you know you know kind of a uh, sad way that things kind of ended there with, with ray emery but uh yep. you know marty the um Kind of getting back to uh, the kind of trade deadline stuff that's happening now. We're seeing these things pop up right here, uh, right now. We had a couple trades tonight already. Is there one thing, like, is there a team out there that you're looking – I mean, I think there's some heavy hitters that are looking to make a big move. Is there one team out there that you're like, this team this team's definitely doing something huge? Uh, you know, there's a few teams I could think of, and I think it's the the top guys. Like we're seeing Florida, you know, getting some some stuff done. And uh, you know, I I mean, I haven't checked lately, but I know Ben Sherratt was going there. Um, it's interesting because you know it was rumored that Ben Sherratt was gonna gather or fetch a first round pick for the Montreal Canadiens. I don't know what the return is. I haven't looked, uh, you it know, it was a first, but they don't have their actually, first round pick huge, this year. Huge, huge return they got for him. So, but it's, they don't have a, the Florida Panthers don't have a first round pick this season. So it'd have to be in 2023 because they traded their first round pick to acquire yep. Sam Reinhardt, I believe. So there's, yeah. you know what, there's, there's things that are happening, but I do think, and Got a chance to talk to with Elliot Friedman this morning on our show in Buffalo, and he said he thinks Claude Giroux is going to be going to Florida. So I'm thinking, oh, what? Like, I'm like, we were talking Colorado for Giroux. I was thinking Minnesota would be a good fit for Claude Giroux. But, you know, if it's Florida? But, again, right. Claude Giroux tomorrow night's playing his 1,000th NHL game, all with the Flyers. That's a big celebration. So everything has been put on hold for Claude Giroux, but – I wouldn't be surprised if Friday is a healthy scratch and over the weekend yeah. we get a trade because it's going to happen quick. But you imagine if Florida has Huberdo, Sasha Barkov, Reinhardt, Marchment, Jeez. Lindell, Bennett, and then they had Giroux and they have Eggblad, Uyghur, Sherratt. They have Bob and Nat. I'm like, holy crap. Like, look out. This is the team to beat right now. I've, I've heard from, uh, from a very uh, good source that okay, uh, the asking price for Claude Giroux is very uh, – it's similar. They want the similar package that the New York Rangers got in the Rick Nash to Boston deal, which was big, really big. So that's Jeez. what they're looking for. So, it's a, you know, it's not, a straight rental too. You have to think straight, that – okay, so up. if you're getting Jacob Chikrin, you have three years at a very modest cap price for the guy – Okay, pay up the yin yang. Go ahead, get rid of your top prospect, your picks, whatever. You've getting you're getting a player for years. Giroux could for be years. there for two months. Two months, yeah. Hey, so if you go back to that trade, the Rick Nash trade, the Rangers sent Nash to the Bruins for a first round pick. Uh, ends up being Ryan Lindgren, or that not there was a first round pick, and Ryan Lindgren, uh, okay. who's been a great defenseman for the Rangers now. Ryan Spooner, Mapaleski, and I want to say maybe there's another like 
depth pick involved okay. in there too. But that's a big package, you know. And so if 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 Montreal or sorry, if uh, Philly's looking for that, that might take some teams right out of the mix. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It It'll be interesting to see what they get. Yeah, it could. And also now you got to figure out the cap because I think when Nash got traded to Boston, there was a cap, but not all the teams were in long-term IR mm -hmm. and the good teams didn't have, they weren't going over the cap and hoping to make the dollars work. Um, it's it's pretty concerning when you think of that. You guys were talking about Tomas Hurdle earlier. Um, I thought for sure he was gone. I thought for yeah. sure Hurdle was gone. And I, thought, I, I still think for sure Uh, that uh, Philip Forsberg is going to resign in Nashville, but who knows, right? Like, I mean, it, the world is upside down at times, but I didn't think that hurdle with Couture, with uh, uh, Brett Burns, with Vlasic, Eric Carlson, uh, these guys are all in their 30s and they all have long-term contracts, paying them huge money. I'm like, why do you want to add a 28, going to be 29-year-old, paying him eight years, he's going to be paid until he's 36, 37. I'm like, wow, that's 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 a big contract to give up. And I don't know that it's really I, – I think Hurdle is worth it, all of it. I just don't understand why the Sharks would do that. But So now if some teams are calling on Hurdle, now those teams are turning around and calling you know, Nashville on Philip Forsberg. Yeah. Uh, can you imagine if Nashville in the middle of a playoff race – are trading They away can. one of their best players, just like Vancouver. I don't I don't understand how Vancouver could say, oh, here you go, JT Miller. We're going to trade no. you away. He has one more year left on his deal at just over $5 million. Like, I mean, that would be crazy. No, no, they won't do that. Hey, hey Gumpy. I think, I, think, I, think, I think what Weeks said about I would trade Horvat before I traded before I trade Miller yeah. right Or now. Besser. I really Besser, would. Besser, I think. Yeah, I think Besser too, right? Like Garland. JT Miller. Yeah. yeah, JT Miller's been their best, their best player. He's legitimate right? best player. Like Dude, even he like, has a 13 game point streak. He has eight goals and 19 assists, 27 points in 13 games. And yeah. that with the pressure of trying to get back in the race, they are a point behind uh Vegas right now. Yes, there's Dallas in between, and Dallas has four games in hand on yeah, Vegas, and in. they could go yeah. over the top. But I mean, uh You know, Vancouver is, is legit. Since, back in since, the race. since Boudreau took over as coach, they're one of the better teams in the hockey. They He's have done that before, though. He remember when he was with the uh, Washington Capitals. So 2007-8, he gets hired in Washington. They go get Cristobal UA. They're running hot. They're the best team in hockey. The Flyers, we played them in the first round in 2008 playoffs, and I'm thinking, oh, man, this is my first playoff experience as a starter. I'm like, this is not good. We got the hottest team in the league. We took them to seven game in Washington. We were up 3-1 on them, lost game five at, uh, in Washington, game six at home, and going back to Washington on a back-to-back, Ropper. Get on the train after the game, train to Washington, play them the next day. And uh, we go to overtime in game seven and Tom Pody took a tripping penalty and Jeffrey Lupo scored on the power play yeah. and we beat Washington. They were the hottest team in the league at that point. Um, one of my greatest memory. Uh, and I like to bring it up because I was on the winning side. So that's good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Marty, you, you mentioned your son earlier in the junior Sabres. Is your son yeah. a goaltender too? or He is. He's a goalie. It's uh, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm also so in – Today, like, 
a day like today, I had radio, I had a podcast to film earlier this morning, radio from 12 to 1, I had NHL radio 3 to 6, I had you guys tonight, and I'm happy to be on, but in between, I'm making phone calls, because I'm I'm kind of like my son's agent, because I got to find him a junior team to play next year, so I'm emailing teams, calling coaches, calling goalie coaches, GMs, I'm you know, in Canada with teams, in the U.S. with teams, it's like, it, this is a full-time job. Like, to be <laughs> able to be a Marty, hockey parent is crazy. Tell uh, tell the boys about when uh, Jacob almost got you and I beat up at the Winter Classic out in Philly oh, yeah. on the street. So we were, and this is, you know, again, a story that I almost forgot. So we were walking. So we were Just in Philadelphia on, on New Year's Day. Scumbag right? because it, flyer fans. Scumbag well, flyer fans. <laughs> we're both with the Rangers. And uh, they had no idea that Rupper was going to like be the star of the Winter Classic and give the Jagger salute a couple of times. But anyway, oh, it was 24 hours before that. Classic so we girl. are, you know, the, the alumni game happened on the 1st, I believe, January 1st. Our game was on the 2nd because it was a Sunday, the whole thing. So we're walking from our team hotel to the family hotel, which was a few blocks away. I got my son. I think your son was there too, Rupper. We're working with our boys you know, going back to the hotel and my kids got his Rangers stuff on and there's guys across the, the street and they yell, boo Rangers, you guys suck. And my son out of nowhere goes, flyers suck. What are you talking about? Flyers suck. He was like, literally, starts, he was eight like, years old. Shut up. Shut up. Yeah. Yelling at him. I'm like, these drunk dudes are going to like come over here and yeah. beat the wheels off us. Jacob, <laughs> Jacob just got a big heart on him. He's just like, you guys suck. Just screaming at him. It's not real. They're like, like, we don't want to yeah. do this. We're yeah. in Philadelphia. We're the enemy here. He goes, we were here in Philly before. I know. I know. And then we're just joking about it. But <laughs> I'm like thinking, you know, uh, hockey players assaulted uh, the day before game as a big headline, like on, uh, you know, social media and whatnot, which uh, would not have been good. But yeah, we, uh, you know, and, and that's the thing. Like, I go back to, the family skate with the Sabres and the Toronto Maple Leafs the Saturday before the Heritage Classic. And then I went through my computers and looked at, at pictures. We had our family skate rapper. It was what an experience that was to be able to, you know, experience it with your family. My kids were there. Uh, my parents, my dad hadn't skated in 20 years. He was a hockey coach when I was a kid. He coached my brother uh, when we were kids and he hadn't been on skates in 20 years and he skated around like what a, what a cool thing that is, all these outdoor games. I'm so happy we got to play in that one. Rupper, you were starring that one. Um, you know, the controversy at the end where we didn't shake hands because we were pissed at uh, Denny LaRue, <laughs> whatever his name is, the referee that called the penalty shot that and then didn't award the goal. We had an empty netter and Kimo and basically grabbed our guy and pulled him back. Oh, yeah. It would have been a penalty shot. It would have been a penalty or a goal awarded because there's, you know, and the goalie was pulled. It was just a, a shit show. So we, uh, we, we get on the ice and Torts is like, get out. We're not, we're not shaking hands. Get out. And we all like walked off the ice and the flyers are sitting there like, what's going on? And they, they walked off the ice too. Yeah. Marty, I got one more for you. And that kind of, that kind of got my brain going there in terms of, uh, you played for some of these teams all in, in what they call the Metro division yeah. now where, uh, a lot of heated rivalries in there, whether it's Islanders, Rangers, or Rangers Flyers, or Pens Flyers, um, Buffalo and the Sens. You mentioned earlier, kind of when they were at their height there too. Uh, what was what was the most heated rivalry you've been a part of? Could you say? 
Uh, well, Buffalo Philadelphia was a pretty good rivalry as yeah. well because you look back at some of the series. Yeah. Uh, 97 Buffalo beat Ottawa, and then they played against the Legion of Doom. There was a John LeClaire gold through the side of the net. I believe that's 99-2000. Um, so anyway, there were some good rivalries there as well. Um, I would probably say Philly Pitt, for me, was one of the biggest because my two years in Philadelphia – we played the Pittsburgh Penguins in the playoffs. My first year in 08 was in the conference final. Pittsburgh lost to Detroit in the 08 finals. And then the next year, Pitt ended up beating Detroit and they won uh, the cup that year. So that to me is probably the biggest rivalry I had faced. Like I remember conference finals, you know, we're playing at the Igloo at the uh, Mellon Arena. Hell yeah. And Rupper, you, you remember like if we, we would walk back from the hotel to the rink, right? So we had a meeting at the rink, optional skate, me and a couple guys, I believe like Briere and Mike Richards or whatnot, we decided to walk back from the building. Literally, like we had to jump out of the way of cars. Like they were coming on the sidewalk trying to like to scare us because they were like, they could tell that we were flyers, right? We're in our suits or whatnot. And fans were so nuts in Pittsburgh. They would literally like come right up to us and honk and you suck and then they, they yell at, like it was so intense now i can't make apologies for any flyers fans because i know they do the same thing but it was it was a crazy rivalry so back-to-back -back years the next year was the first round but back-to-back -back years we played them in the playoffs uh it was pretty crazy it was fun it, it, you know what that reminds me of like i mean and that's all great, a part of it too right like so you say that about pittsburgh um I, I I'm always hard on Philly because I played for every team that's supposed to hate Philly. I was yeah. I was I was brought up to hate Philly in my professional hockey career. And but I'll tell you this, they have great fan, loud, crazy fans. Like if you're on the Flyers, they're great. If you're not, they're scumbags. Like you know what I mean? That's how I kind of look <laughs> at that group. But I remember uh, being in. Uh, not, there was there may not have been a better place to win a road game when you're playing for a rival of the Flyers. <laughs> Because they've got that ramp, that loading dock kind of ramp that goes down. And anytime you leave there, even when you pull in, sometimes early before the game, there's people there. But there's people that line up right there. And they're giving you the finger. They're throwing shit at the bus. Um, you know, they all line up and they're yelling, you suck, whatever. So I remember one time when I was in New Jersey, uh, we were leaving and we got this like, like a great win. Both teams were good. Like just a dog fight, couple scraps in the game. And we just, I don't remember, it's just like a dramatic ending. We win. Everyone's fired up. Boys got, you know, got the cooler on the back of the bus. I remember Colin White, the bus is going up, and you can see all the people line up. You can hear them booing already. And you see everyone giving the fingers. And Colin White, you know, I don't know if you ever heard Whitey's voice, but he's got like I played with him in juniors. Oh, Whitey, played Whitey? I played with him in juniors <laughs> in Hall. And Gatineau, yeah, yeah you know? we won a mem cup together. <laughs> Yeah, so Whitey starts yelling up to the bus driver. He goes, Bussy, Bussy, turn on the lights, turn on the lights. Because it's dark, right? So he, want, yeah. they, he wants the outside <laughs> to be able to see inside the bus. Turn on the lights, Bussy. So the bus driver flips the lights on. And Whitey's like, let's go, boys. All And everyone drops our pants, shoots the moon. We're giving them all the finger. We're giving them all the finger leaving there. And it was like the best, dude. We're like, fuck these guys. And I got out of there and I love playing. Let's really. love go, playing boys. Uh, that's that's a good one. Like I yeah, Whitey would be the one leading the charge. Don't get me wrong. I I, I played Whitey, with Whitey. Whitey's the same guy. Whitey's the same guy where we had um 
when we won the cup in 03, we uh, were going on Dave Letterman's show. And so Ooh. we had like three, we had like three limos that were taken. Not, not, not everybody went, maybe it was like 10 of us to 12 of us, whatever. And we had like three limos and, and Whitey's in the limo that I'm in. And the, the cup was too. And so we're traveling. And, and, and I, at this point, I'm pretty green in the NHL. I don't know where I'm at in New York City. I just know we're going to Dave Letterman. And all of a sudden, Whitey goes, stop the car, stop the car. And the the limo driver pulls over the side and Whitey opens the door. Like, what are you doing? He's like, let's fucking go. And he grabs the Stanley Cup and he what? waves out because the other the other limos are pulled over behind us too. And he waves everybody out. And he's like, let's fucking go. We went up on the steps of MSG with oh, the Stanley Cup man. and start hoisting the cup around. And Whitey's sitting there like a couple steps down and all the anybody walking by in New York or walking by Whitey's like, take a good look. It's the closest you're ever going to fucking get. Start screaming at everybody. <laughs> and all these, these people all start giving us the finger and like they're not, I'm like, dude, we're going to get killed. And uh, Whitey's, Whitey's a beauty. Whitey's not The thing with beauty. Whitey, you know, is you give him one beer and he's gone and he's going to have 12 more <laughs> yeah. and he's the same well, way after you. one that he is after 12. That's that. I mean, we won the yeah, Memorial that. Cup. We were both 19 years old and uh, in Hall, and we went out in Hall and whatnot. We're walking around the cup, and he's just like, this is so great. Like, he's just like, <laughs> he's a puddle yeah. after he one beer. A, he had a uh, last, uh, last one on Whitey. He had a, um, <laughs> he liked to go out. He liked to have his beers. Poor guy so we got to the point, like, after games, guys, instead of going out somewhere, because guys would want to have a few beers if you had the day off the next day or whatever, and guys – Whatever he ended up building. Uh, remember, he got an eye injury, and yeah, uh, I was on yeah the he had the long he visor. He almost lost his eye. Yeah, so he's le- he was legally blind in the in the one eye, and um, so and this will work into the story. So he uh, he likes to have the beers, and his his wife at the time didn't like that he was going out. So uh, he was going out all the time, coming back oh, late. So say. so they're like uh, they made an agreement that Whitey was going to build a bar in the basement. Whitey drops like <laughs> Whitey drops like 80 grand on this bar in the basement. <laughs> he put in he put in voice, he put in urinals, like wall urinals. Yeah. Hell in the yeah. Basement. It was incredible. And it was such a cool spot where the guys would go all the time. And he had it just like your neon sign there, Nick. He had a neon sign made and he called his bar in his basement one-eyed whiteys. And the boys, the boys would sit there. The boys would sit there after games, and Whitey'd be like, "Where are we going?" And guys, would be like, let's go to One Eyed Whitey's. He's like, "Let's go." One Eyed Whitey's is open. We go. What a beauty that guy is! But uh, anyway, you imagine if social media was around when we were like playing Ooh. and all these things was happening, like. No. It would have killed us. And I and I wasn't even a big partier, but I know from all these stories and all these things I witnessed. I mean, I played with guys like Dominic Hasek and Doug Gilmore for a year and Dave Andrichuk and these veterans that you know, I, I was in charge of the beer my last couple of years in New York in the back of the bus. Like I brought in my first year in New York, I brought in like 24 beers on the bus. And I'd, I'd put 12 in my bag and take them home, right? They would like literally like, four or five guys that would have two, three each. That's it. By the last season, I would put six beers on the bus. I'd have a couple. Somebody else would have one. I'd put three in my bag. Nobody was drinking beers anymore. Like, I mean, like Dominic Ashick or Dougie Gilmore, those guys would have 
would have six on the way to the, the airport. I mean, yeah. that's how it was. It was totally different. Yes. Well, we Dom had... was more like vodka, vodka yeah. soda or something, but it was still dude. some some drinks. So yeah, one an interesting one the other day. I talked to JT Miller. We had an interview him on NHL Network, and he made a comment. They had a huge win. Uh, did he score like an OT winner last week or something? There was he, something happened. There was a, it was a big game, and they had a good uh, a good flight back to Vancouver. And he dropped the subtle. Let's just say I let's just say I left my car at the airport that night. And I'm like, holy shit! Some boys still drink. Some boys are still getting after it. So I was surprised <laughs> oh, yeah. to hear that. Yeah, yeah, you so. got to be sneaky though, right? I mean, uh, you got to hide it a little bit better now, but uh, some guys still do it. They 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 know the tricks. Marty, oh, yeah. before we before we let you out here, can you give us one uh, Dominic Ashik story? Doesn't have to be some. You know, we don't want to make anyone look bad, but if you no, 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 Dom, Dom would tell those stories anyway. I've got a couple. <laughs> one is a quick one. We were getting ready to go for warm up one day. And, uh, you know, he's like getting ready. He gets up in his stall, grabs his helmet and cage. He puts it on, grabs his gloves. He looks in his stall. He turns over to me, goes, Marty, I forgot to put my cup. Like, what do you mean you forgot your cup? He goes, I forgot to put my cup. Like, it's in the back of his stall. His goalie cup, like, is there. And I'm like, dude, you can't go off a warm up. Like, you're not protected. He goes, I stuff a sock in there. I'll be fine. So he put like a game sock in his pants <laughs> to protect himself. He went out there for warm up, then put his cup on after the warm up and played the game. I'm like, this guy's nuts. Like, <laughs> but he's also better than everybody else. He can probably catch all the pucks coming to him and not worry about getting it in the balls or anything like that. So that was one. But the best one that I tell people is one night we're in Nashville and Nashville before it became what it is now. But it's we still you know, a place that you could go for a few beers after games or whatnot. We're supposed to fly out. And Lindy Ruff came into the bus after the game. He says, guys, just got a call. Our plane's being worked on right now. It's probably going to be about an hour, an hour and a half before it's ready. So it's uh, 1030, let's say midnight back here on the bus. Uh, you guys can go have a couple beers. So we go to the first bar, right? And it's midnight and we're like, what do we do? And Dom goes, we stay. We stay. I'm not around. So we have another round, then it's about 1230, and we look, and now Lindy Ruff and his coaching staff is walking like Main Street to see where we are, like Broadway <laughs> and, and Nashville. And then we see them, and they kind of walk into our bar. So Dom goes, go, go. We go through the back door and walk into the next bar. And we order a round. And, you know, the coaches probably did the same thing. They finished their beers, and then they went to the next bar. We saw them. Dom is like, let's go, let's go, let's go. We did like three or four bars like this. It was like last call, probably. I, I want to say it was 2 a.m. or something. <laughs> we finally got back. The coaches were like, okay, on the bus. We got on the bus, flew back to Buffalo. But Dom was like, he could do no wrong. Like, he just, yeah, he yeah. was the best player in the world <laughs> at the time. So, and I'm sure Lindy Roth and the coaching staff liked it because they got to go out as well. Lindy's that type of guy. He likes to have a little bit of fun. But yeah, Dom was, uh, you know, for all the stories and, and, you know, he's had some issues over his years um, with media or whatnot. He was, he was a great guy and uh, we all followed him and we had a lot of fun. Was he, uh, where you, where do you got him in the all-time ranks? You know, you and I will have that debate until the day we're in six feet under. I have Dom number one. Uh, and then I have a really hard time putting Brother and Raw and where they fit. I think Marty's the greatest regular season goaltender of all time. Patrick's probably the greatest playoff goalie of all time. But Dom, to me, is the greatest, most dominant goaltender that's ever played the position. Sounds like a pretty fair way to break it up to me. I, I can get down with that. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I know Rupper's got Marty number one, which is fine. Yeah. Not this Marty B, but the the real Marty B. So. Marty B. <laughs> Calling yeah. him to go to movies. Yeah, even when I wake his ass up <laughs> pre game uh, pre game naps, he's still going out there and pitching a shutout. So yeah, yeah. there we go. What about you, Gumpy? Yeah. Got anything for Marty here? Marty, thirteen game winning streak. What oh, did it yeah. feel like? Do you feel like nothing could get by, or what was that run like for you, pal? So it was kind of weird because that year was Ryan Miller's first season. He broke his thumb in a practice, and then we got lit up 10-4 by the Ottawa Senators that night. I gave up seven. Uh, it was just absolutely brutal. And then I didn't get myself going until I started to win a little bit. And it was like, maybe three, four games later, I started to win. I don't know. I wasn't really superstitious. Like I had my my routine, my little superstitions, little whatever. Stitches. Yeah, exactly. But – but I got extremely, extremely superstitious in that 13-game winning streak. <laughs> I used the same stick all 13 games, right? And we're in wow. game 13. We're you playing the Pittsburgh Penguins. No, I didn't practice with it. with it. Just game. It. But listen, I have pictures at home. I don't know where they are. I'd have to show you guys. Like, in that streak, if we go back and look at pictures from that streak, my stick has fiberglass tape on the paddle. On like it's like covered and like just adhesive and glue just to keep it together <laughs> to play games, right? So game number thirteen, we're playing Pittsburgh in Buffalo, and uh, there's two minutes left. I make a save, and I think it was Jay McKee. Anyway, cross check a guy in front of me, falls into me. The stick goes <laughs> like literally cracked in half. Oh, no. And I get up, and Jay goes to the bench and. He's like, Marty, which stick do you want? I'm like, I'm good. It's good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> cheese, Rupper, you know cheese. Cheese comes over and goes, Marty, your stick's broken. Cheese. Yeah, he's like, we have we have two minutes to play, and we're up a goal. Like, you can't play with a broken stick. My stick's fine, Jay. I'm all good, and I'm getting ready for the work. <laughs> I played the last two minutes with a busted stick. The thing was like a wet noodle. Like, it was like <laughs> so bad. Just because I was so superstitious. It, it like was possessing me. It was controlling me. <laughs> and then, you know, we, we win. So I win 13 starts in a row. We, uh, the next game was right around Christmas time or after Christmas time. Ryan Miller was ready to come back. We're in Philadelphia. I find out I'm not playing that game. I'm really mad. And then the next game we play Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. And now I got to tape a new stick because I'm not going to play with a broken stick. And then I lost that one. So again, like it just superstitions are weird, but they actually work because I didn't have my stick and I lost the next game or maybe my brain was thinking that way. But anyway, it was, you... uh, it, I was consumed by the whole thing. Like it was probably the worst two months of my family and you know, my people <laughs> around me's life because I was consumed by it. You, uh, you mentioned it earlier, and maybe the, was this a superstition? And, and I'll say it to these guys, and maybe you could see, tell how much. Uh, you guys know what it's like when you're in our viewers uh, that are that played hockey or have had kids playing hockey. You know what the sound of plastic tape sounds like, right? Like you got that loud, like can't even make that noise. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. got that loud noise, right? <laughs> Marty would tape his entire boot of his skate all the way up. And I am not exaggerating. Maybe you could put it, put a, put a, how much you, I mean, did you use a roll of tape for each? Time it was about nice? three quarter on, of a roll of tape on each ankles. Um, I never counted how many tape, times around, but it was about 60 times around. Oh, generally, generally speaking, <laughs> if you gave me one roll of tape, I like, I like to keep uh, a roll of tape in my, um, like my stick bag that I, you know, traveled around with. 
So I would just use it. I could use it every day. If I practice for, uh, say, in a week, we have three games in, uh, and, jeez, uh, I don't know. Say we had three games and seven practices. That's including pregame skates. I'd probably go through two rolls of tape. He went through almost two rolls of tape every time he went on the ice. Well, with my knee pads and everything else, it was two rolls, and I would be like at the very last end of the second roll. And then the worst part was taking it off. No, (laughs) you know what it was? So, again, Felix Podvine. To go back to the Felix Podvine fighting story. So I got called up at 18 to Buffalo, and we played Toronto one game. And Felix Podvin skated in front of me. And he used to put a lot of plastic tape on his ankles. And I love Felix the cat. Like, he was like, man, this guy is a stud. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to – I'm in the NHL by that point. Although I went back to juniors and my trainer didn't like it. But still, I'm like, I'm the NHL. I don't have to worry about tape, so I'm going to try it. (laughs) So I put a little bit, and I'm like, oh, this feels good. And I put a little bit more and put a little bit more. But here's the problem, Rupper. I got a pair of skate in 1994 – the 94-95 season in juniors. And I kept the same pair of skate until I retired in 2013. Holy they were basically what? falling apart. <laughs> the tape <laughs> held them together. So it was I like, you know, know when that. you see the football players that uh, they take their ankles years, and they go dude. under the heel and over the top or whatever. That's what my, yeah. my ankles were like. But I used the same pair of skates. I changed the calling, the white calling. So I did new blades a couple times a year. But if you ask any trainers that I had, either with Buffalo, the Island Flyers, or New York Rangers, they'd say, Marty, we tried to get him out of skates every year, and I, I could never do it. I, I was past the point of no return. I could not get into a new pair of skates. So I had the same pair of skates for almost 20 years, uh, and it was, the tape was holding it together. Yeah. Hey, hey. The, the only, thing, the only thing I ever heard close to that, I know it's well documented. Frankie Lassard. Is, is, yeah, well, Frank, yeah, him too. Frankie Lassard uh, used to tape his ankle like worse than mine, and he was a yeah. player. Imagine that. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Frankie Lassard's eyes were bloodshot red all the time. It's scary as shit. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, anyways, um, the only other one I've heard like that is 87. 87 had, uh, when I played with him in 2000. 10 11 time he had the same jock strap that oh. he had since he was a bantam so you know bantam hockey is what is that marty is that you're 14, uh, 14. That's, yeah yeah you're 14 so from 14 all the way eight years into his nhl career I, and, and i think he's i don't know if he still use it that thing was like a frayed sweater like just it just strings. I'm like, dude, what? Well, remember was, when he I'm, would get interviewed, it was always hanging behind him in a stall. Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, <laughs> dude, disgusting. like, where's your PR guy that's in? Let's move this underneath. Yeah. Like, it oh, just, dude. his jock is hanging behind him every time. <laughs> yeah. Dude, can you imagine? I don't know, dude. But anyway, seems to be working for him. Worked for you. He had a great career. Uh, dude, listen, we appreciate, appreciate you coming on. I told you it was going to be 30 minutes. And you yeah, stayed a long whatever. time and told some great stories. I know, but. I know the drill. We do the same thing here, and I tell people, "Oh, it's twenty minutes," and then we're forty-five minutes in. And I'm like, "I'm sorry." And it's, yeah. I love talking hockey, and I love being able to do this and share stories with people like you guys and your audience. And 
it's fun. And, and, and again, like you remind, you remind me of stories that I'm like, Oh, I forgot about walking in Philadelphia and our kids almost getting us beat up. Right. I, you forget so many stories that it's always fun. It's like, we're just hanging around with a couple of beers yeah. and we're just, you know, telling stories. Yeah. So good. So Marty, thank you so much, man. We appreciate the time. I know you're busy. Hey, Good luck with your son. Hopefully you can get him on a team there, and hopefully he goes on to have a career uh, just like yours, man. Uh, keep killing it and keep crushing it in the media as well. I appreciate it, guys. Enjoy the rest of your night. Uh, Rupper, I don't know what you're doing, trade deadline, but I'm sure it's going to be really busy. I don't know if you're at network or not, but it's going to be a crazy day. I, I, I hope, anyway, because we're going to be sit sitting there like twirling our thumbs. It better get something. <laughs> are, you, are, you on, are you on TSN that day? I'm on TSN that day, so I'll be uh, – Hopefully, we're still unconfirmed, but I think I'm driving up to the studio for the first time in a year and a half. So oh, I'm hoping yes. that uh, I can make it in studio in person as opposed to being home on you know my computer to uh, to do uh, the trade deadline. So it'd be fun. Please do. We need all we need all you guys at the desk. It's not the same without it. Yeah, uh, it's different. True. It's fun that we can do this, but in person is a lot better. So that's the way it is. All right, Marty, thank you so much. Uh, come join us again soon, hopefully. Absolutely. Anytime, guys. Thanks. Man, legend. He, he brings the juice, huh? <laughs> He's a legend, dude. dude Marty yeah, B. He's holding court, dude. Marty B. Right off the hop. I, like, he is awesome. This day, honestly, we could have just come on here and just say, Marty, uh, thanks for coming on. Yo, yeah, that is. That's what happened. That's what fucking happened right off the it's, bat. It's dude. so good. So I love. I, so I always catch. Uh, I'll catch the NHL Network uh, radio in in my car on my drive home, and uh, I love whether it's in the morning to the office or on the way home. If Marty B happens to be on, because like you mentioned, like he's just going. He's just a ball of energy, and he's bringing. And you know, they they always say like NHL players like they lack uh, the personality and the, like. There's a guy right there who has it in spades. Like, no. and I know he's all over the TV and in in New York, and he's on TSN. Like, I wish like he should be on. He should be on that TNT panel. Like, yeah. he should be out there in front of everybody. Yeah, no, he's great. Got some great stories too. I mean, honestly, we could have him on here in the future, and he could probably tell three hours worth of stories we didn't even hear. So he's got some great ones. Um, yeah, no, Marty's Marty's awesome. And you know what? Just to double down or circle back on that, uh, we'll just end it with this. Don't sleep on the Sabres team's future. They've got yeah, a good future, absolutely. I and guys, guys that want to be somewhere. Guys that want to be somewhere means a lot. Well, it really, yeah. like, after the Eichel trade, it almost felt like a, a weight was lifted off the I organization. I think it galvanized them. It yeah. galvanized yeah. them, you know? Don't you think, right? Like, they lose their they lose their leader, even though they, they stripped them of the captain prior to captaincy part of that but you know what i mean like he was supposed to be their ticket now they're like we don't need a fucking ticket we're a good team here and um speaking of uh you know, going from good team to good game we got two what do you got two two still in this end of the second bruins wild uh yep Ka kirill kaprizov came out the other day because the wild have won like four of their last i don't know what it is 15 games like, yeah. And they're getting in a very tough spot here for a team that's been really good all year long. And Kaprizov, who has very limited English, doesn't do a lot of media, came out yesterday and he was like, like, I'm totally paraphrasing here, but it's something on the lines of, we got to get pissed. And not enough guys are getting pissed. We have to be pissed off and let's change this thing. And it's on all of us. What's he do tonight? Comes out, 
Potts, the first two goals, a couple beauties for the Wild. But they're tied here because you had uh, you had Craig Smith and Brad Marchand who, who tie this thing up. I mean, this is big for the Wild. And if, if, if Vegas keeps struggling, right now, for me, it's going to come down to Vegas and Minnesota Wild to be the last playoffs. But I think, hey, Gumpy, I think your, your Stars team, I think they're going to get in. I think they're in. They got some games in hand. They, they're in a good spot. So this Wild team, uh, they, they need to win this game. I need uh, I need Vancouver to edge their way in there because a couple of weeks back, right around the time uh, Barbecue Bruce, Bruce, there it is, jumped back on board. Uh, I, laid a, I laid a nice bet on them to uh, make the playoffs. And it would be really sweet to see that come to fruition because they're they're battling, and uh, yeah, I'm excited. But I'm being very good, man. Very fucking good. Very good. Yeah, it's hot. But like the East is settled, right? We know who's going to be in in the East. It's just a matter of where the seeds fall. The West is still wide like open. wide open for those it's last couple spots. Winnipeg's still alive. That yeah. those guys have been on life support for for a long time. They're just I don't know. It's like they just they're, they're not they're not out of it. I mean, they're, where are they right now? They're they're not far. Like they're close in this. They're Winnipeg Jets right now are one point behind Vancouver. You know what I mean? They're one uh, point, one point behind Vancouver. Yeah, same game played. So they're right there too. They just had two monster in, wins. They just beat uh, Vancouver the other night, and then who was it? Did they beat Vegas? I think they beat Vegas recently. They beat Vegas last or not? Yeah. Vegas. Tampa Bay. They beat Vegas. Tampa Bay a couple games ago, and then they beat Vegas the other night. Yeah. Like, what does Vegas do next year, Rupper? Like, do you think it's missing players? Like, I, th- I think that, I think you're going to see a franchise that came in as expansion, blew the doors off, and now is going to experience what it's like being an expansion team. I agree. I agree. They're in a bad spot, man. They're in a, they're in a bad spot. But I, what I think that they're going to end up doing, which I can understand, they're. They're really, really banged up this year. They have been. Yeah. So I think they're going to say, we just need to get healthy. Run so, it back. Well, I, they're still going to, I think, have to make, you know, let's not forget. Remember, the only reason why Jack Eichel fit to be activated was because Mark Stone went out on long-term injury. Yeah. So they, they had to play a little bit of cap gymnastics and having long-term injury, not counting against the cap to fit new money under cap. So, if if they're all healthy, um, going in this offseason, they're over they're over the cap, so they're going to have to find a way to cut some cap space. I don't really have it in front of me. Maybe they have some pending UFAs that would do that anyways. But um, I think the mindset's going to be, let's try to run this thing back with a healthy group and see what happens. But I think that what you're kind of saying there, Gumpy, and I agree with you. I don't know if I think this is the group to do it. I think their best they need team a, they need, have already they happened. Need a, they need a goalie, Rupper. Yeah. Yeah. You're hey, not, hey, I, sometimes, I sometimes you're only one piece away. And right now we're one piece away from a, from a, a full power here and going maximum show here. So let's bring in yeah. the aficionado and let's get to They're it. They're dead. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Real quick, dead. real quick, I wish so bad I could spend one night at one-eyed whiteies. <laughs> one-eyed whiteies. You'd love it. You'd love it. Honestly, I, you know that whole thing about like uh, why the bar came to be? I was listening to your whole story. We had a couple guys who had some ridiculous basement bar setups. And yeah. there was some numerous keg options. 
tap, draft, like whole bars that were set up. It reminded me of like some of the guys I've been to, and I thought of one-eyed white who's just here's the best. My my son still talks about it because he was friends with Whitey's kid, and he go down there. He's like, he had a urinal. He had a urinal in his basement. He still talks about it. He's like, it's so cool. They have a urinal in his basement, but it was sick, dude. It was like, it was the spot. Like, and you know what? It was good because we could. That was our space to to go hang out, man. You know, and we didn't have to worry about anything on the outside. We didn't have to worry about people. We didn't have to worry about driving. Driving, yes. We didn't have to worry about, uh, you know, Lou Lamarillo had tabs all over that town. And so he knew when guys were out. And he didn't know, he didn't know about one-eyed whiteys. And uh, <laughs> our, GM, our GM wasn't able to know. I got a funny one for you, though. He So Whitey, the one day, comes to the rink. He's just, like, exhausted. And we're like, dude, what's, you know, what the fuck happened that last night? He's like, he's like, I'm exhausted. I'm like, why are you exhausted? He's like, he, uh, he... <laughs> He came home and it was a night that no one else kind of went over there. We probably lost or something and we didn't, we didn't, you know, get together. And, and he went home and Whitey was the type where, um, you know, we all have the people in our lives that, that do this where it's like they don't, they don't smoke darts until they have a couple drinks and they want to smoke a couple darts. Right. <laughs> and uh, so, so Whitey's down in one eyed Whitey's by himself and uh, he puts his, uh, he puts headphones on. Cause he's got a, you know, at the time his, his wife and kids, they're upstairs, they're oh, sleeping. Okay, okay. So he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to play the big surround sound and play music. <laughs> he puts his headphones on, starts putting some jams, just booming them. And he's in the basement slugging some back, whatever. And he wants to go have a smoke. So he opens the, the door. Um, he has a walk. It was a walkout basement. He opens the door, goes outside, starts having a smoke. And then next thing you know, he just sees, um, he could see from around the house, all these cop lights and police lights. And he just didn't really think anything of it. Thought maybe they're driving by. Next thing you know, these cops come walking in the backyard and he's like, and they got flashlights and he's like, and then he takes his headphones off and all he hears is the fucking alarm going. Wee, 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 wee. He, says, <laughs> he had his headphones on. The alarm, the alarm was set and he went outside the door to have a smoke and uh, the alarm was going off. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it was the, the cops were there, so he was up trying to explain himself. And uh, it was a late night for for Whitey at One Eyed Whitey's. What a legend! <laughs> He's a beauty. I still don't think I know who we're talking about, but I yeah, love him. His name is. And I don't know. I'm curious if you guys actually, you know, came across anybody like um, he is. Uh, his name's Colin White. He's from. Uh, he's from Nova Scotia, and so I don't know if you guys. Have met many people from Nova Scotia, but in the hockey world, like these dudes throw back beers like I've never seen in my life. Really? Oh yeah. Nova Scotia boys can go. Like like I'm not kidding you. Like he's one of those. If it's a day to let like I've played with Nova Scotians that are like, if it's a day to let it loose, like Pat. We're talking like twenty-five beers, like dude, just I mean, <laughs> drinking. Like I'm like what middle of the season, life? huh? Middle of the season. Oh no, I don't. I mean, I don't think. I mean, I'm talking like on a day that you really let her loose. These guys will do. <laughs> I mean, it's not like a regular thing. Like he's not doing that all the time. But you know what I mean. Like on on a on that one time, couple times a year, where you're just gonna let it all hang out. These guys are throwing beers back. 
And uh, yeah, That's, it's uh, is that just the water up there? Where, where is Nova Scotia? It's left or right? Right, it's right. It's uh, it's like uh, Gumpy. It's um, all you do Halifax up there is, by Halifax. Yeah, That's right? where uh, Sid Crosby and and Marchand are from Nova Scotia. Yeah, they're from oh, there. I love Nova Scotia. Yeah. What do they call what are they, Gumpy? What do you guys call Maritimers? Uh, I don't know. I know only know right, the yeah, name for uh, yeah. Newfoundlanders. New Newfies, Newfies too. Uh, <laughs> there you go. There it is. Fucking weapons, dude. Yeah, they're fucking weapons, dude. Why is that? But, yeah. So you know, you know where Newfoundland is, Pat? New Newfoundland? Absolutely not. All right. So it's like if you went up the if you went up the um, east coast, and so where Maine is. If you went up Maine north in a little bit. I think it's a little bit east or just north. Oh, yeah. It's, and that's it's like, more than a little bit. Like, it's out there. That's it's Halifax. Gone. You have to – so they used to have an American Hockey League team. The, the Toronto Maple Leafs team used to be in, in St. John. Uh, and it, it, Wait, I always get that confused. There's St. John and there's St. John's. But anyways, uh, it was St. John. I think it's St. John, Newfoundland. And um, the way to get there in, in the minors was you, you would fly or bus, whatever you, wherever you're coming from, to Halifax. And then you'd have to take a plane because it's it's called the Rock, it's it's an island. It's it's basically an island that's way up north there, and so we took a plane flying in there to play, and I had no idea, dude. Like I'm from I'm from Cleveland, and my 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 friends in high school yes. thought when I was playing in the OHL, there's like polar bears and you know Ontario hockey. They, they're talking like I'm playing in I'm playing around Toronto, and they think there's like you know polar bears and igloos and shit so like no one knows where that is so i don't know where it is we're landing in the middle of a snowstorm it's like a movie and the plane it's it's you know remember in like major league when the plane's shaking like that it yeah. was like shaking i mean the lights weren't going out it was nothing dramatic like that but it was shaking and you can't see anything but we feel like we're getting close to landing all of a sudden you drop just a little bit below the clouds and you're like right over it literally just looks like a giant rock waves crashing into it I, I like floating icebergs in the water. I'm like, where the fuck are we now? <laughs> and we go there and we had two games in two nights. So after the one game, we went out to have a, a beer and um, it is like the nicest people in the world, but they have like a different accent, different language. And, and across Canada, they're, they're considered to be what Gumpy, they're weird, right? They, they consider them to be like, just they're just really, newfies. They're just they're fucking. Newfies. They're legends. They're fucking. We had a we had Who a one lives eyed, there. Why are we people had a one, choosing to live? We had there? a one eyed newfie named Doug at the shipyard. <laughs> he had a glass eye. This guy was one a painter with a glass eye. Oh, dude, this guy was wait, wait. fucking one eyed. We have one eyed whiteies and one eyed Dougs. Yeah, he Doug. was a legend, dude. Dougie was an absolute <laughs> legend. It's true though, but they, they're so nice. They're so nice. But I, I asked them that one time. Oh, right. Well, we're talking about Newfoundland right now, so it, it's not where where Colin White is from. But I asked him even with like some of the Maritimers. You're right, Nick. It's like I go, you know, how come everybody I meet that's from up there? Like you guys could just drink like this. Like I don't understand. He goes, honestly, it's all there's to do. There's fishing and drinking. It's just fishing and drinking. So, you know, I mean, a lot of these there's there's fishing towns and you know their activities drinking. So. It's crazy. I never seen anything like it. No, I'm looking. You guys probably saw me. I keep looking up here because I have a map on my wall. So I'm trying to like figure out Canada how or the whole world. It's the whole world, but it's got it's got Newfie out there. It's basically on the same lat 
Pat, as like Ireland and the UK. So that's the type of weather you're dealing with. And then it's like right below Greenland. Yeah, yeah it sounds like country. it's one of those Nordic. Yeah, it sounds like one of those Nordic countries over there. If it's right of Maine and that, and that over where like oh, northern yeah, it's lights like, are, it's, uh, northeast of Maine. Why the fuck would you put a team there when you have a team in Houston? You know, in that league, in that league. So let's put let's put them out there. Why is anybody there. living there? The fuck. <laughs> That's what is it? Why? Dude. Why did it's people a... move there? Like, how they had to take? I don't think. I don't think anybody's moving there. I think that's just. I, where think, you I are. think it's a slow. I think it's a sh- slow trickle out of there. It just happens yeah. to be some more there still. No, so I think like hey, it's natives? actually supposed to be really. It's actually supposed to be really beautiful, and I will say this because I don't want to be coming across as just complete shit. It's a different world. It's a different planet. It feels like, but the people are the nicest. Like you went out to the bar, and they're like, they're like, they can't, I didn't even do how they talk. They're like. Oh, so you're here playing hockey? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, they're like, let me buy you a beer. Like, there's like, there's like old. No, listen. There's like old ladies. There's like old ladies at the bar slugging beers. I don't. It's weird. It's it's cool. It's their experience, but it's weird. What was that? That was hold on. That was a mix. That was a mix between. Gumpy's Canadian heritage and maybe like the Lucky Charms guy. I don't know. <laughs> can you give me a standard Canadian accent though, real quick, just so I can see the separation between the two? There? Me? Yeah. Gumpy. Give him a Canadian accent. No, no, your me? impression. Of Mine? Um, I don't know. Do you guys think that I speak funny or no? Because I, I like I don't know. Because I sometimes get people saying I have a Canadian a Canadian accent's like, uh, yeah, um, what is it? Uh, yeah, I don't know, buddy. Uh, He's like, yeah, uh, let's go have some uh, beers. And uh, I can't do it now. It, you know, you say like about. It's like about and you know all that shit, Pat. Come on. Yeah, but I wanted to know the difference between that and oh, the movie. Like, you put me on the spot. I can't do it, man. I can't do it. <laughs> So that sorry. might that might be up there with fucking Diggs' South African accent. Oh my god, was tough too. Why was it? You doing Newfie? Time out. You can't you can't tell me that I did a bad Newfie accent when you don't even know where the fuck Newfoundland is. <laughs> I drank. Take it I easy. You're popping I out had, of the fucking drum set, Ruffy. Relax. <laughs> I had, I had beers with I had beers with the old ladies and all the good stuff up there in Newfoundland. I hear how they talk. <laughs> oh, you're here for the hockey, huh? <laughs> yeah, it was a little it was a little too Ireland, like a little too lucky terms, I guess. Oh man, it was awesome. I thought by the way, we don't know. Fuck, we don't know. You know, I mean, one eyed Newfie might have a little different impression on Gumpy's world, but Dougie, we Dougie need to get the Newfie. We need to get the Newfie, it sounds like. We have to. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. It sounds like people work their whole lives to get out of Newfie. I don't know if that's the place we need to get to. Did you hear how he described that place? It sounds like <laughs> Avatar, but of like Antarctica. You know, he's, it's like a different it, planet. It's crazy, man. It really is. Polar bears? No, no, no. I mean, I, mean, I was in the city. I don't know where. The, honestly, maybe there is some like on the outskirts. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's up there. Maybe they floated in on the old uh, icebergs and got off, and you know, whatever. I don't hey, know. I don't not know to get works. too far, not to get too far off subject here, but since we're here, you know, Mighty Ducks, Greenland is nice, or no, Iceland is nice, Greenland is ice. You remember that from Mighty Ducks? No, I don't. All right, dude. Rit. I mean, I did you even watch? I can't. Did you even watch the Mighty Ducks, bro? 
Yeah, but I was like, I don't, I, I don't know. I just can't quote that movie. Well, it's a good movie. You don't that? like the movie? No, I love Fucking the movie. Cake I just, eater. No, I love the movie. I love the movie, man. Did you watch the uh, the new uh, <laughs> the new show on it on uh, Disney Plus last year, uh, a couple years ago? Uh, <laughs> don't do that. Did you kick off show? Kicked, uh, em- kicked Emilio off the set, dude. Hey, why? Because he's boozed up. Wouldn't get fucking vaccinated. Oh, yeah. that immunized son of a bitch! <laughs> he, had a, <laughs> he had a bout with long COVID and didn't want to get a. Hey, didn't want to get the that, shots. We knew that. We knew that that dude. You know, he goes against the grain. We knew that. We knew that when he was. You know, he had that DUI and he had to coach the team to begin with back in the in day. In the limo that's, on that's, the pond. Yeah, that's yeah. what Coach Bombay does. That's what he does. Hey. So. Yeah. Anyways, I watched a like a, a prison documentary in Greenland, and it sounds very similar to how you're describing Newfoundland, like just a rock that ba- it was basically just an iceberg yeah. that people live on out there in the middle of nowhere. No, it's <laughs> crazy. It's crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, what do you what do you boys say we do some trivia? Let's do it. Let's win something. Let's win something. Need a balance. What what, uh, what do we want to do? I like. Let's think of some. Let's you know. I could do something here. Let's try to figure out something creative. What do we got? What do we want to do? Okay, rubber wants to get creative. Do you got a jersey? You should, you should give, away that, just give away that headband you wore today. <laughs> no, keep that thing forever. <laughs> yes. That was fucking sweet. Rubber. You were awesome today. That was awesome. Why, hey, I'm sitting there, and I, yeah, I was just messing around earlier, and I see uh, Phil posted something, you know, basically with just the tournament starting and posted those jerseys. I'm like, I forgot I got one of those jerseys, and I went and I grabbed it. I'm like, "Fuck it, let's wear it." And I'm like, "I don't want to look like some just bald ass dude putting a jersey on." So I'll put the headband on, and I'll look like you know whatever. I got we got to look the part a little bit. Bald ass dude with the headband. It was good. Hey, hey how sweet. how good was how go how good was uh, how good was Stone Cold on your show today? Why? What? what? He was so good. That outfit's incredible. You're oh, right. Zito? Oh, Zito. Yeah. <laughs> you had fucking knee pads on, Bro, dude. He wore best. that. Oh, yeah, knee pads on, too? Oh, yeah. He, he, they delivered his, they literally delivered his food today. He fucking walked outside like that to pick up his food. I believe the delivery, the Uber driver or the DoorDash driver uh, said, what is you doing? Yeah. <laughs> is the exact quote. Robert, you talk- in. You talk about Newfies being a different breed. That's that's like Z. You know, he's he's like a Newfie type. Like he's his own type of person. It was unbelievable. I, it, I walked in. He I was just it. sitting on his stool, dressed like that, and I started dying laughing. I said, "You look good." He goes, "Oh yeah." Like, yeah. <laughs> you no, your video. I don't remember if it was on Instagram or on uh, Twitter, but when you're sitting there and you, remember you had your 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 phone and you're like turning yeah. into him and and. He's he's saying it like the wrong way, saying what? And you're like, well, you're saying it a little different. <laughs> like, dude, that was unbelievable. That's yeah, so he's good. The, he's the best. He got retweeted by The Rock last night. He dressed like uh, dressed up like Stone Cold today. ZD's having a hell of a run right now. <laughs> Big week for ZD. He deserves oh, yeah. it. That's good, man. Love that, That's dude. Good. Hey, there's Phil is sending people to the sin bin in the comment section. Like now, lots. It, I mean, hey. I'm talking. I saw three people get boom, boom, boom from PMS store. I was like, "Whoa!" He just not tight play. whistle, tight whistle. He's, he's boots city. on the ground. He's, he's in the wow. city. He's got he's got to do his time here. It was awesome. Loved it. <laughs> That's sick. Hey, why? What do you think? Um, maybe we get one eyed Whitey on here. 
Yes, please. From one-eyed white, headphones yeah. on, everything. We, we, we need the alarm clock of the alarm <laughs> headphones on. We want him all the way in from one-eyed Is one he still in that house? No, I think he's moved. He's, he lives in Jersey, yeah. though. I see him off. I see him every once in a while. Probably a legend. What do you two, three cups with him? Two cups, man. Uh, he had so like Pat. I don't know if you you know who Lou Lamarillo is, but he's like the godfather of GMs, right? Um, the Sound stories like- with him. There's documentaries out there. Like this guy back when uh, you know back when you know the go down that avenue but back when um you know russia used to not allow the hockey players to leave like you couldn't yeah like, if, they, if they left play, yeah if they left to play in the united states like i played with sergey fedorov and these guys had to send money home to protect their families it was crazy stuff and just to go play hockey this isn't even like political i hey, didn't malkin didn't malkin have to hide for like a year uh, i don't know i don't know about about gino it was like uh it was like a, a couple weeks um and his was his was from like the team and stuff the like league. that. What what Rupper's talking about is like back in the day, Lou Lamarillo, like they were dealing with like the military. And yeah. Oh, so not the league. They're dealing with actual Yeah. 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 So what he would do, and and there's uh Nick, we were talking about this, weren't we? There's the um there's the, there's there's a few different there's the Russian five that documentaries which is Pat, Pat you love documentaries you should actually watch uh, Pat, one of these uh, well, I'll, I'll, for real, you guys I'll send them and I'll, I'll let, let honestly I'm not like well I'll post them and just tag you guys in it those ones they are incredibly crazy crazy stories about how right. the, the Russians had to get smuggled over here basically and and this this Lou Lamarillo who's the GM in New Jersey um, for all the years uh, he he was he was like he would like go behind like enemy enemy lines and he's like sneaking these guys out of the country and winning cups and all that. it's nuts anyways um how's the guy go yeah that's him too lou lamarillo <laughs> uh so uh anyways um where the fuck was i going with this oh uh, whitey so uh so Whitey is uh, playing in a uh, training camp there, and I heard this story where he's in Lou's office. And the way that worked at that time, like, you know, when you – the way training camp would work in hockey, it's like they'd have the first release of players to go to the minors or go back to junior hockey or whatever, and it was a big chunk. Like maybe you have, you know, 45 guys released on the first thing. Like, all right, and then, you know, they, those guys didn't get individual meetings. But then there was maybe like uh, the team and then – six other players that they're still trying to figure out and you have the last couple preseason games and they're trying to figure that out i mean a lot of stuff we see on hard knocks it's the same thing as that like it's kind of trickled out effect and it gets harder and harder and then and then those meetings are a little more personal right like the guys who just miss it the last cut and whitey was supposed to make the team as a defenseman and uh he got sent down and he goes into Lou's office, and I heard there's like players outside because they're like, "All right, you three are gonna go get sent down to the minors. Go, you go meet with Lou. Um, he wants to talk to each one of you before you go." So the other players were waiting outside the office, and Whitey goes in there, and apparently um, Whitey wasn't very happy about being sent down. Didn't think he deserved it, and he picked up a chair and threw it across the room. Not at not at Lou. He wasn't doing that. He just threw it across the room. He's like. <laughs> This is it's basically not to give another uh not uh, give give another fucking uh major league analogy. Remember when uh remember when, <laughs> when Ricky Vaughn remember when Ricky Vaughn gets the red tag or the pink tag in the locker? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. It, and who was who was messing with them? Was it uh was it 
It was the, it was the Harris pitcher. Yeah, it was Dor. Oh, Dorn. Dorn, that's right. Third baseman, yeah. So Dorn, Dorn yeah. tags him, thinks he, and he goes in the office. He goes in the office and loses his shit. So he goes in there, he's throwing chairs around, like throwing a chair around and yelling, this is bullshit. And from that day forward, Lou's like, this is my guy. I want this guy in the team. And he was okay. there for a long time, had a great career because he showed like he had that, like he wanted someone with that emotion. Fuck you. Yeah. Until we try that, until we try that, get this motherfucker out of here. This guy's never going to play this league again. <laughs> uh, let's, I would like this guy arrested too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. All right, Rupper, what are you giving away? Something from your, your archive collection? Something from uh, one of your friends? Hey, Marty signed? B was cool, by the way. That guy was cool. Yeah, he's awesome, a good dude. Awesome, Great dude. Um, Will you ever wear yeah. that mask, you think? Like, if you guys would have asked, would he have put a mask on there? I thought about I kinda, it. I thought about it. I kind of wanted to ask him about all those masks. I mean, that's pretty cool, right? Real art. Um, Same skate, nice 20 years, not superstitious. That's ridiculous. <laughs> just a uh, little. Just a little. Uh, great. That's silly. Two rolls of tape every time he steps on the ice. <laughs> not superstitious. <laughs> that was awesome. You said. That's kind of superstitious. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, 20 years dude. he's a goalie let's man go, that's insane let's go um i don't i don't have any jerseys currently that might be a little bit i gotta go i gotta try to you know maybe down the road i'll get a couple in the in the in a box or something but i let's go with uh how about uh what are we laughing at I just thought you had something there for sure. Yeah. No, no I have stuff. I have stuff. No, no, I, no, I thought you had an idea though. Listen, I do this no, live on the like, air. Yeah, let's do something. Like, I don't know, but, but see, I don't know. I, it makes I, I over I overthink it because I'll be like, oh, I got some like I have like a penguins hat I could sign and, and get out there. Wrote a sign stick. So sign stick. Stuff, the, the sign stick is a goddamn the nightmare. Is I have. <laughs> You'll deliver it. No, you said you said you were going to deliver it to their door. <laughs> Shake their hand. Hey, you got, don't the do one that won the, the, the fella that the fella that won the, the stick. Fella. I still haven't even gotten him the stick yet because I went to go take it in, and the post office looks at me like I'm a fucking idiot. They're like, hey, you want a little baby little sticks? Thing. Let's get a little living room knee hockey stick. I'm like, I walk in, dude. This stick is the stick is is taller than me so it's like the stick is six foot six and i walk in the post office i walk in the post office and i go oh i want to send this like where do you want to send that i'm like um here's the address i think it's in massachusetts and they're like i'm like do you guys have a box for it they're like do we have a hockey stick shaped box no we don't have that so I'm still working on that. I think my best bet is to I'm gonna have to like bubble wrap the shit out of it. Marty Baron tape job on it all the way there around the toe of the stick. And I think I'll just send it like that. So if I can figure out how to actually do this, I'll give away more sticks because I got sticks and that's a cool, a cool thing for people to get. But right now, let's stay away from the stick department. But what about I, a I bucket? You got a bucket? What about a puck? You got a puck? I got a puck, but is that you know, is that you know let's do uh let's do a you puck. got a helmet? You got an old helmet. You no helmet. helmet. That guy, you let him keep his bucket, dude. We got a death box. Send the bucket, dude. Bubble wrap the bucket. Hey, we got a deck hockey. Is that deck hockey game happening, by the way? Hey, you know what I actually have? Oh, I would love it. You know what I actually have? It's hilarious. This actually would be great. Rubber's I have, Rubber's I have this is what we're going to go with. This is what we're going I have a Mike Rupp bobblehead. Hold on. No, no. Not now. But it, they took we a picture. That. 
They yes. took a picture from it was from junior. Um, it's from when I played in Erie in the OHL. They took a picture that they made the bobblehead off of that was like when I had hair and it was like really thin. So yes. it's hilarious looking. This fucking bobblehead. I got it. You got it. Like it's incredible. It's like I a, put it on my like desk. A, it's like a bobblehead with like a comb over. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No beard. It doesn't look anything like me. It's incredible. <laughs> so we need that for the that. desk. We need that for the desk. We can't give that away. I got like I got like fifteen of them in my closet. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Let's oh, give one away. Right, let's, right. Give away. <laughs> let's give one. Let's give one of those away, and I'll, I'll send you guys some. That's Beautiful. right. We need that. That thing will live forever until Connor knocks it over, probably. Bad guy. No, hey, until you. What did you break a while back taking a shot? That was nah, incredible. Nah, nah. Thank you. I put a hole right oh, through the poster. That was AJ. Was that AJ's poster? Yeah, right through his chest. Right, right through, through his the heart. five and the O. Right through his heart. Right. Yeah. And I was left-handed. Who knows if I'm a lefty or righty? To be honest. Yeah, let's go. That. That. We'll go bobblehead. All right, here we go. All right. Good, uh, good, the good. question tonight for a Erie Otters, Michael Rupp. <laughs> Having hair, no beard. May not look like head. It, but it is. I promise. It says Mike Rupp on it. Okay, you're going to autograph it as well, right? <laughs> yes. All right. Ooh. I think this is an easy question. I think you guys will get this. Oh, uh, here we go. This no, I, I've picked some pretty hard ones. I think this is an The easy last one. one was hard as shit. It was. I, well. Huh? I messed that one up, though. My bad, boys. Dumpy was pretty sure, too. I mean, we, we there's been a couple <laughs> different times where, you know, we've – had differing opinions, but Nick does make this difficult. Nick does make. Yeah. No, have I we think... have we wished his uh, his fiance happy birthday? Have you guys done that? Oh no! no listen, God. she's had she's I had to do she's, that on our show. She's gotten That's everything. Like the house was decorated when she came home. She got an ice cream cake. Okay, this isn't that's birthday talk. This is that's hockey. Gentlemen, wow, wow, what a well, guy. she deserves it. She's the best. Oh, tell the missus happy birthday, please. I will be happy sure to birthday. do that. I think she's probably asleep right now, but I will be sure to do that. Hey, wake up, car. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's her birthday. Happy birthday. Hey, it's a school night, though. You know, it's still oh, school right, night. Right, right. Sorry about it. Sorry about it. Nah. All right, you guys ready? <laughs> in, in 2017. <laughs> Penguins winner, Jake Gensel, tied the NHL record for most points by a rookie in one playoff season. Hell yeah. How many points did he score? Get the fuck out of here. Are you kidding Multiple me? Multiple choice. A, 15. B, 17. C, 19. D, 21. How many? Is, what year was this? Nine, in 2017. They won the cup that year. Sure did. He was on Sid's line, dude. It was awesome. You talk about the playoffs. Just the playoffs. Most points by a rookie in one playoff season. Hey, do you remember that, Rupp? I mean, he was scoring every shift. It he felt was, like he, the thing about Jay Gensel that was we could say this now because he's come full. Like, he is a complete player where he's scoring all the time now. But there was a stretch there the first two years. He was a much better postseason player than he was regular season player. Yeah. Like, his numbers weren't outstanding. I mean, they're good. Don't get me wrong, but they weren't like Gensel playoff. Playoff was like ridiculous how good he was. I, I'm going to go. It's definitely, what'd you say, 17, what? 19, 21, 15, 15 17, 19, 21. It's got to be one of the higher ones. And I'm, I'm leaning towards 21. 21? Actually, 21. 
21 Usually, feels like all right, fe- so they're not going to give it they're not going to give it the highest won't be the highest I, in the I, question i'm kind of yeah. with you on that but so sid won the con smythe do you have any idea what he finished with because I don't think Jake Gensel was in conversation for the Who the fuck night. knows this? Like, who would yeah, know? Who fucking know this fucking the, the, the numbers it, are too close. It, yes. Yeah. Like, Hold on. Say them again. <laughs> it's definitely 15, not 15, 17, 19, 21. I'm going so with C these, there. These motherfuckers are 19? Dude, that's like, that, no, man. This is stupid. This is like this when is you not, go, it's not 50, It's not 15 or 21. It's 17 or 19. This but is what like is, when you go to the, this is like when you go buy a phone and they're like, "All right, here you go. This phone costs this. If you, uh, but you can get another fucking, you know, fifty gig of memory for you know <laughs> twenty bucks more." Then they're they just they put it in a way like you have to you have to go higher. You have to go higher. Have to can't be fifteen. Has to be at least seventeen or nineteen. Twenty one is like the obvious because it's the most. Do you? What's the phrasing of the question again? In twenty seventeen, Penguins winner, Penguins winger Jake Winter. Gensel tied. He was a winner. Tied the NHL record for most points by a rookie in one playoff season. How many points did he 19. score? Fifteen. Who did he tie 17, with? 19, 21. Who did he tie for? The <laughs> Dude, that looks so cool. What are you doing, Ruffers? Why did you do this with Marty B on? It's a it's a ruler that's green, so it looks like I'm kind of have sweet shades on, but it's you, you look really like that a reading rainbow guy. Star um, Trek. Yeah, it, it's the, gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be either 19 or 21. I guarantee you that. So I don't know what you guys are leaning with. How many points is normal? Like, do you know how much normal? The like the con smite, the MVP of the playoffs is generally speaking mid to late 20 20s. points here. I'll tell you what Sid had in. Yeah. Tell me what he had. And that will be able to give us some. In, Sid had what? 25 in 16, 17. Uh, Sid had 27 points. <laughs> so it's gotta be 21, right? So what do you have in 19 what do you have in, in 18 that you're saying? Uh, in 15, Sid. 16, he what had. What year are you talking 19. here? Wait, wait. No, what tell us what we, Sid had. What year is the question on? I told 18. you, 20, 27 is what Sid had. Oh, in 18, but he Gens- had 27? So, so Gensel wasn't in the talk at all? For Con Smythe? Yeah. I think no. maybe there was a, there was a, I think it a was, mention I think of it, was, it, but. I think it was Kessel. Kessel was in that discussion. Yeah. So there was Crosby and Kessel, then Gensel. So maybe at fifteen or seventeen. No, he had more. I think than nineteen. That. I think nineteen's the, the hill to die. I'm, I'm thinking twenty-one. Golly, I originally here's my here's my can't be the highest, dude. So here's what I'm thinking. Because it's only they're only giving us. They're not giving. There's no discrep. It's two point increments, right? So it's so fucking stupid to know that. So it's got to be the highest one. They're not gonna. They're not gonna fuck with you that hard. They're not gonna be like. They are. Why would they say the highest is gonna be the highest answer? No. I think. Why do I think it's gonna be the highest answer? Yeah. Why would they do this? Because the increments are. It's too close in the other. Who's the author? Who's the author of the trivia book? Ken Reggett. Ray Walker. Some new Ray. Ken Reggie. Ken Reggie last week. 
<laughs> let's go. Let's go. 21. Come on, no, guys, trust me. Let me get not back. the highest. Let me get back. Hey, last week was my fault. I got All you guys right. back. Hey, it's no. Right, no, well, it's not the highest. I want nothing to do with this. All right. What? You, you send you this fucking bobblehead either way. There's no <laughs> way it's the highest, dude. Gumpy, we're at one-eyed whiteys right now. All right, pal? We don't want to be drinking what we're drinking, but somebody ordered it, okay? So here we are, and they're very confident, and we have this is a camaraderie-building thing, okay? Terrible hill to die on. We have said our piece. <laughs> Rup is loud. <laughs> very loud. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, I wish yeah. somebody would have told me about the newspaper thing, that that was dumb. So I'm telling Rup <laughs> Not fucking 21. <laughs> he, 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 wishes, he wishes that we would have been a friend to him, so he is to us. Yeah. Right now. We we go in final answer? What, are... what do you think, Gumpy? <laughs> 19. It's fucking 19. What do you think, Pat? No, are you with me? I mean, if, if are you still as confident in 21 as you've ever been? I mean, I'm like 50% sure. <laughs> what? Oh, what the fuck is that? Well, if I'm fifty percent sure on that, then I'm sure as hell a lot lower percentage than the other ones. Fuck, I'm like Goodwill Hunting here, man. Hang with me. Trust me. We got it. Twenty one. All, right. All right, I'm with Rupp. Twenty one. What <laughs> you sold me? I All think right, it's probably nineteen, but I'm with you. Don't be. It's nine. I'll ride with Rupper, but it's nineteen. Majority rules. That's uh, a the answer. Ride, but by the way, is. Go ahead. D21. Let's go, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> 21 Holy points for Jake Gensel in the 2016-2017 NHL second. playoffs. I feel Tied like, Dino I feel, Cicerelli in 1980. I feel like I learned a lot about the crew right now, if we're being honest. Pat's like, <laughs> what do you mean? no, I think you're dead. Pat, Pat's like, I think, I think you're dead wrong, but I'm riding with you. Gumpy's like, I'm going to ride with you. But you're wrong. That's different. I don't know. That's, That's the same like, thing. It's the same thing. Just worded really. different. It's the exact same different. thing. We said the exact same thing. I think it was different. different. Yeah, I did say I fucked up. I said the same thing, but it kind of felt different when you said it. I understood I the vibe though that you were trying to explain it from. Pat, 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 like, Pat's always Pat been like, like that. Pat's a big team guy. Like, yeah, hey, like, we're gonna, well, if we're gonna lose, no, let's do it don't together. fucking say I'm, I'm a big team guy. I'm a glue guy. You know what I mean? I'm a glue guy. I'm not saying I'm not saying you're not a team guy, Gums. I'm just like you. But you eventually came around to it too. Like, all right, if we're all gonna do it, let's do it. Hey, yeah. tomorrow. It's good I job, Rocker. Uh, yes, thank you. I will show you. I will uh, get out that uh, um, bobblehead and show you guys. And it's sick. It's freaking hilarious. But anyways. What, which reminds us, good point. Uh, take a <laughs> screenshot at some point of you watching the episode tonight. Uh, tweet, at, tweet at us with hashtag, that's hockey talk. And uh, you will enter into the pool. Someone will be randomly selected to win the Mike Rupp autograph bobblehead from his eerie audit. Rupp, you earned that one, buddy. Yeah. There we go. Good job, Rupper. It's a good night, fellas. Fucking night. MVP performance right there. Hey, that was, we got... That was, uh, Stanley. that was Stanley Cup game winning goal right there, Rupper. We've got five days. You know there's a lot going on in the world right now in sports. Five-day well, trade deadline. Next week's show is going to be a banger because we're going to know what teams swung for the fences for the big home run ticket uh, into the playoffs, man. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. See what the pesky pens do. See what the Rangers are going to do. See what Carolina. Florida's already been doing stuff. 
Charge, Char- Texas Carolina's Salty. been doing stuff. Yeah, it's going to be fun, dude. Penn's better fucking do something, all right? I'm sick of watching my teams do nothing. I'm doing that with the Colts right now, bro. They'll do something, man. They'll be oh, something. I mean, every, hey, what if, uh, never mind. I don't want to talk about that. It's a, it's a sore subject for me. Oh, but, oh your boy. Oh, no. not, you know oh I mean. not the bra. No, 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 no. He wrote a note screenshot. <laughs> goes, note section. Huh? It was a screenshot of a note section. Baker, Reagan, Reagan Mayfield. Appreciate you. See you later. Yeah. Saying his goodbyes. Goodbye, Cleveland. This fucking sucks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you're mad about this? Until there's someone else, yeah. What do you mean? They're saying maybe Jimmy G to Cleveland. I didn't even think about that. How does it work, though, in football if you have – too many new faces like that is it just like every other sport like it, it doesn't just mean you're gonna find some rhythm dude yeah yeah unless the team hits strikes gold right like you think of tampa Bay buccaneers their first year all together they went yeah. the rams first year all together basically they kind of went it, it just depends on who it is well now that now that you got me thinking here gumpy let me ask you guys this i'm sure all the fans here are really dying for this information about the browns so i <laughs> Like, uh, I know someone that was, like, telling me, he's like, dude, why'd you guys go after, why'd you guys, you guys are signing, like, dome receivers. Like, what are you doing? Like, uh-huh. you know, is, were you, is that a thing? Like, these dudes didn't play, you know, play in domes their whole lives. Like, they can play in the snow. They can play in cold weather, can't they? Or is there a such thing as a dome receiver in the NFL? I mean, there's dome players, I think, like people that are better in the warm. Like Michael would Irvin. That be more, would that be more for like a quarterback? No, Michael Irvin told me a story on his podcast that he was lying to the Green Bay Packers before the draft that he was going to go back to school. So if they drafted him and he chose to go back to school at that time, they wasted their draft pick and they were like picked seven or something because he didn't want to go to cold-ass Green Bay is how he said it. He knew Dallas would pick him up at like pick 11 or 12 or something like that. He was like, so I lost money, but I knew Dallas was a lot warmer than Green Bay That's at the time or whatever. So there is like a, yeah. a thought to like the the Florida boys, the Southern boys, like that is a real thing, you know. And like when the cold comes out, it's almost, you know, like a celebration the first couple times. Yeah, it's so, like it's cool, like, but then it's not something to do. It's not something to do, you know, eight times a year. <laughs> but also, I, there's the amount of guys that it really affects. I think is small. Like yeah. I think a lot of guys have the enough mental toughness to get over it. That know? was like everyone used to say that about the Colts, Pat. Like when it was like uh, Reggie and Marvin, and they'd go into yeah. New England and they had to play in the snow, and they couldn't win forever. And then they finally beat them, and then you kind of stopped hearing that. Yeah, but or I, maybe that maybe that I could see. I don't know. I could see that. Never played football, but like I could see that for like maybe like a, a like a running back, like someone like like Barry Sanders. Like I, I don't. How would Barry Sanders ever play in like? I mean, he played in that division, though, so he had to play out yeah. there. Yes. You know what I mean? But they, Football, you're going to get hit. Football's like you're going to get hit anyways in most of those positions. So, like, cold definitely affects it. But, like, the D-line is where you'll see some guys really turn it down because, you know, that's head. they're banging heads every single play with a bunch of normal just offensive linemen are just, like, the most gritty group of people on earth. Like, yeah, I we love, just – I love those dudes, those dudes in the cold weather. They got their jerseys tucked up under their shoulder pads. They don't give a shit. 
Well, and, <laughs> and they they like it when it's cold because everybody's slower, so they're faster. It's like the offensive line love it. So, like, I think the D line is the position that maybe like gets in the most trouble if they're not used to the cold weather. But man, NFL guys are tough enough. I think mentally tough enough to get through it. Well, give me some good news on my Browns next week, please. I see a lot of people are saying they're moving on from Baker Mayfield's good news. So I'm like in- interested that you are, you know, I, I you know I don't know. Like I just. I, I, I don't say it. that, it's, by the way. I get it. It's Cleveland. It's, I got it. It's Cleveland. But here's the thing, and this is why I wanted, this is why why I wanted Johnny Johnny Football to work too, is that Cleveland needs swagger. Cleveland hasn't had swagger for a long time. There's been no reason for swagger, so that's why I was hoping that Johnny Manziel was going to work out. Just because I I literally was like I was so pumped with my buddies when we got Johnny Manziel. I wanted this. One time at Heinz Field. One time. Not not to no, but hold on. Not you never got it. But not to disrespect awesome. the Steelers. But just to Ooh. just to get a little oh, look at out of here. Just to get a little more <laughs> yeah, just, to no. get, just to get like some more fuck you back in their game. You know yes. what I mean? And he, it never happened with him. So Baker comes in, Baker's got some swagger to him. And you know, if he's not there, like what the fuck? Do you think Jimmy G wants to play in Cleveland? You know, I don't know. <laughs> no, no. I don't know if Baker actually and wanted I, to, but he sounded like he did. The thing about Baker is who knows how – like he was so banged up last year. That's my yeah. only thing. He's going to come be great for the Colts. Don't worry about it. We need a little swagger. I, think, I honestly think if he – I think he would be good with the Colts. Uh, I I put it this way, though. I am a Baker fan. If he leaves, I ain't going to be shitting on him like we were talking about, you know, Jack Eichel earlier or whatever, or any other superstar that, or player that goes anywhere else. I'm not gonna. I like him. I'll be a. I'll be a fan. So if he if he goes there, I'll root for the Colts casually. Matt Ryan. I, Matt Ryan would be good in the cold too. I imagine. What yeah, when I think of, when I think of quarterbacks for the Cleveland Browns, I think Matt Ryan. That's perfect. Hey, match. Boston College, Matty Ice. I don't know. I'm in, I'm intrigued. There's a lot of shit that has to be figured out, dude. I mean, I just watched a press conference with uh, Russell Wilson wearing a three-piece suit and answering every word perfectly. And I'm like, some people thought Seattle won that trade. And I listened to that guy speak, and I'm like, God damn, why could he not be for the Colts right now? Like, that would be amazing. Deshaun Watson's making his decision here in the next couple of days, allegedly. Jay Glazer said he thinks tonight or tomorrow. Then Florio reported, ah, there's no timetable. He's very conflicted because he was so impressed by everybody. I mean, there's just so much shit right now yeah. in the NFL. I assume the NHL, does that happen quick or no? Yeah, usually the NHL, I mean, usually free agency is damn near over in a day. The first two days, it's pretty much good. How many then agents? Guys- Same agents? How many agents? Yeah, like in the NHL, is it like? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just like anywhere else. Like, there's there's the power agents, and then there's you know, there's a lot of agents though. But then you get the power agents that you know they got some of the guys, like the big name guys, they can wait it out because they know that they're going to get their money, and they'll make teams sweat it, which clogs up the market and, and does all that stuff. But um, yeah, no, it's uh, usually in the first two days, like it's pretty well situated. Hey, I never, I felt like the biggest asshole of all time. I got a text from another punter that was going to be a free agent when I was going to be a free agent. It was like, uh, is there any way you could potentially make your decision, um, you know, relatively quicker than 
uh, slower for the rest of us or whatever. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm not even gonna hit the market, but I appreciate you telling me this. This was really cool. Like I felt, <laughs> you know, like I felt really cool in this moment here. Like that was the thing, but there's some guys that do like they're in some positions. I'm not saying like punter, but in some positions are like, you know, I want to weigh out all my options. And then there's just like some guy who's just trying to get another gig, just sitting there like, God damn it. Will you fucking figure it out? <laughs> I'm trying to figure yeah. out my life. It's crazy. It is not so, right. man. Yeah. Look at this guy. Look at this fucking guy. Uh, <laughs> shout out, Chuck. What's that? Post it up. <laughs> You're just chilling. We took him on a walk and he almost, you know, he's fat. <laughs> hey, good work by you, Rupper. Way to get 21, pal. Not a baby, Rupp. Never doubt you. Never doubt you. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, we appreciate everybody in the chat. Thanks so much for following along. We appreciate Marty Baron for jumping on with us, taking a good bit of time. Hey, did, what was the course. hashtag that they posted the photo with? That's Hockey Talk. All right. We appreciate uh, Patty for jumping on here to close it out with us, as always. Yes, thank you. Thank you, guys. It was a blast. Good show. Marty Baron, I learned a lot about that guy. Dude. How about hey. that two-month run when he was winning 13 games? His life was miserable. Yeah. miserable. <laughs> Can't even enjoy hey, it. Side note, side note, because uh, I got to redeem myself in the slap shot competition because Phil made me look like a bitch, and all you guys did shooting it. So I got to redeem myself. Hey, uh, just uh, throwing it out there, when you guys get to those points where you're going to make some decisions with the igloo, I got a guy that's got synthetic ice for you yes just saying if you want to what's go that, that avenue, outside is that outside or inside it could be anywhere it could be anywhere you put skates anywhere, on anywhere anywhere zero maintenance you can wear skates you can wear sneakers it's like plastic what it's plastic and uh you use real skates on it it actually feels great and uh you uh, uh some are different where you just have you know how you see like the uh the guys come that um, treat your lawn and they got the little backpack with a sprayer they have like that that you know every 30 days you just give a light little dusting on that and it's good what is this like that's just like you use it every day you don't have to you don't just like zero maintenance it's beautiful is this like vaporizer like what are they what are they spraying <laughs> it's just creating just like sealant it's like a sealant it's like a it's like a yeah like a plastic sealant that just fills in the cracks but there's no Let's there's no crack. i think it's I think it that was like how it used to be. It's I think it's evolved to the point now where you don't have to touch shit, you know. So we're putting clap uh, bombs on the ice in oh, the parking lot. Gonna, the 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 stick handling and puck work feels just like the ice. The skating feels a little puck bit different work. than regular skating, just because you got to dig in a little <laughs> bit more. But it's pretty sick. Just so saying. What's like a day rate for just some uh, goalie? Sure, Marty B would come in. Just want to rent a goalie for a day. Oh, let's just daily, yeah. Like not just a day. Like maybe one day we want to go out there and fire some pucks, but also like Zito's the only guy that ever says goalie. But I don't want Zito just eating pucks every day. You know, you're like, right. We, we I, do I don't. I don't mind throwing the pads on. To be honest, oh, I, I love. I always. Pads. I always played goalie street hockey. I was fucking Dominic Hasek sliding at shins out there. This is on the ice, pal. This isn't fucking Doesn't matter. Dude. Give me a fucking baseball glove. I'm good, dude. Yeah, right, dude. Wait till these clap bombs are coming into your no, face. You will, you'll be regretting that decision. I That's wouldn't mind. Crazy. I wouldn't mind breaking Gumpy's hand in a baseball glove with a buck. Good luck, Jesus. dude. What's that all about? Good fucking luck, Gump. I don't want to break your shit, but I am saying like I'm fine the net. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just saying I'll throw, I'll throw the pads on if need be. I ain't scared. Well, I appreciate it, but I'd like to see you take some shots too. That's the problem. Like the person that's in gold doesn't get to do the, you know? Yeah, yeah. you got to find a, a selfless individual to step in that net. Z, Z did pretty good against Umberger, didn't he? Yeah. He did, <laughs> he did all right, yeah, he, if I remember correctly. He showed up. Yeah, but those NHL guys, like you, even the guys that aren't like the most proficient shooters, like you motherfuckers can just like put the puck right where you want it. Like that's insane to me. Obviously, it's hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of work, but that's like that's the difference, I think, right, between the NHL guys and all of us. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, like amateur goalies, you guys are going to slice and dice, even the best shooters. But the NHL guys are just going to be able to kill any amateur goalie if they wanted to. Oh yeah, yeah. It, you know, whatever. The only thing, the only thing, the only thing that makes it, the only thing that makes it tough, actually, to be honest with you, is when you, the moves you make and the 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 things you're selling. Their reaction time is so much slower that sometimes they make the save. You know what I mean? Like I'll, if you go to dip the shoulder and then just pull it to your backhand and go upstairs, it's like you do that. The goalie's supposed in normal NHL goalies, they're supposed to go down because they will go down if they bite it. But these guys are like a lot of stops going. The they're either like they're either like they're, they're either like not in shape, of potato. too lazy to drop down, or just too slow to do it. Then you shoot it, hits the shoulder. You're like, what the fuck? You saved that because you, you didn't do what you're supposed to do. That's the hardest part, I think. Yeah, Umberger though started like really controlling his shot. I mean, he started like yeah. You, I mean, it's pretty. You could pretty much pick your spots. You know. That's awesome. Except That's what we're going to be like. Oh, and except when you're on NHL Network in a suit, then you can't do shit. Nah, you're good. You're too hard. You're, you're hosting. You're hosting, making we'll everybody else feel good. We'll get you we'll there, Rupert. Don't worry. We'll get it going. But yeah, we got to book that. CFO Phil is probably already fucking buying that synthetic ice for the fucking. Hopefully. Uh, <laughs> I'll send it to you guys. Whatever, dude. Look at it. I don't know. You guys. Send, uh, send us an invoice, Rob. <laughs> I think we're going to do it. I hey, assume we're going to no, do it. No, man. This I t- I talked to this dude before. He's like, I'll set him up. I don't know what setup means, but that sounds like interesting to me. I don't know. In the summer, this works. Everywhere it works, all times. Yeah, it's just like a little plastic. Yeah, they're, you know what they are. You know how you know how you have like those puzzle piece looking rubber mats that some people put in like a gym floor. You know what I mean? It's basically like um, they have different sizes. There could be a six foot square, and it has those like puzzle square. Cor- you know the corners. Uh, not the corners, the the sides, and they just go into each other, and you they they mount they use a mallet and hammer them together, so there's like no seams, and it that's what it is. So you get like you can you can get like uh you know there's some on their website they have some that like you can get one that's twelve feet by twelve feet, or you could put a whole rink in if you wanted. It's People expensive are you know, a whole rink, but what's that? People are skating on this. Yeah, I'm running sprints. On this thing, on the ice, <laughs> on my skates in the middle of summer. Yeah. Slide well, Bombay you, Park is limo on it. <laughs> What'd you say? Fucking Bombay Park is limo on it. Can I spray? <laughs> How do you stop? Just like you normally do. Man, I gotta check this out. This is—I I don't understand man. how it's real. No, I mean, how to get the physics? I know it exists. I don't understand how it works either. Oh, I don't know that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> All right, I'll see you. All right, boys. Until All next right. week, we'll, we'll get some trades to react to. Uh, thank you again, Pat. Thank you, Marty Baron. Thank you, everyone in the chat. Thank you guys for watching live. Thank you guys who can't watch it live and listen to it in podcast format or yeah, catch the replay. You. We appreciate you as well. Uh, thanks yeah. for rocking with us, and we'll see you next week. And that's Hockey Talk. Talk.